0: Let's get this party started.
1: This is Ghetto. Broadcasting live from the studios of AM 570. It's on a website. This is FNA.
2: I I am a god. Now what? Why don't you get out of that jumpsuit and let me smack that fat ass? (laughs) That's a scary
3: crew. (laughs) As far as the product goes, Uh, voice of a new generation, man. You guys are the young guys.
1: really at the top of their games the two of them had something in common
2: we bring you radio ecstasy
4: oh
1: it's beautiful broadcasting live from the studios of am 570
4: fna fna let it
1: happen this is the fna podcast
4: thursday edition of the fna podcast it is kevin figures and adam oslin with you as always on a thursday
2: you know what that means, it's a throw that ass back Thursday. Hey, hey, she had a bad ass, you know what <laughs> I mean? Oh, you know what I mean, my bad, my bad. Ain't my fault. It's all good. Speaking of, in studio today. I'm sorry, speaking of what? Uh, throw that ass back Thursday. All right, just want to make sure we get the right context.
4: I don't know, After you go from that sound bite, I'm like, hold up, what are you trying to, I don't know what you're alluding to the, what? I don't. She's a girl. Yes, she is a
2: woman. Yes. She's a lovely lady. Yes. We call her Colonel Mustard. (laughs) It's BriBri.
5: Colonel Mustard? Are you serious?
2: I'm kidding. She was asking us both earlier about if her shirt makes her look like a stock of corn or like a French's mustard (laughs) bottle. And it doesn't. It so doesn't. Not at all. Oh, (laughs) my
5: gosh. That's so fake.
2: Uh, Pardon me, miss. Do you have any Grey (laughs) Poupon? Sorry.
4: Happy
5: to be here. What's up, guys?
2: It's always a pleasure to have you in here, Brie. You guys see all
4: the great pictures and all the memes and all the clever stuff you see on our Twitter account at FNA Show, Instagram at FNA Show, Facebook.com slash FNA Show. All
2: of that is the handiwork of our girl, Brie. Except okay. when Kevin and I take drunk selfies together. Yeah, there was that. That was all us,
4: man. We that. should
6: go get some beers and look at some girls and whatever. Petros was
4: talking. We went to the uh, remote, the uh, OUE Skyspace remote for Petros and Matt on Monday, uh, which is why we had an earlier edition of the podcast. So if it, got, if it got dumped into your iTunes or your feed a little earlier than usual, that is why we recorded Monday morning and we'll went dump out. Dump it in there. Right? To the- I don't know if that was necessary. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Petros uh, talked about it the next day on their show and says. I wouldn't like, I don't know if I'd say that the FNA podcast was overserved, but,
2: and I was like, well, I would, but. <laughs> we had some golden tickets. I mean, we had some golden tickets. Even I mean, though they were red, they were free drink tickets. Yeah. And our girl Brittany from
4: Promotions hooked us up. And then Tim gave us his, and, I, <laughs> and, and then Adam was like, well, you know, we're going to be drinking some more. I ran out and I had to start paying for my own drinks. <laughs> when I still had tickets in my pocket. I didn't know. That's how gone Adam was. Adam was like, oh man, I'm out of tickets. I'll just pay for more. I was
2: like, Adam, I have more tickets in my pocket. I didn't even have enough time to ask you. I just had to get another drink immediately.
4: I mean, I, I essentially, you know, they had those raffle tickets. That's essentially what they were. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, Brittany basically just gave me an entire roll of tickets. She just gave me the whole roll from the entire raffle and just have at it. I'm like, great. It was adult chucky e. cheeks. Yeah, I think she she wanted me to jump off of the top of the sky space building. I think that's what she, I think that's what Brit was angling for. We did go down the slide together. Oh, that was just pretty
2: cool. Oh, that was I'm surprised fun. we both fit in that thing. <laughs> we we didn't go together. It
4: was like a little hamster chute. That's exactly what it was. It was a <laughs> little. Uh, as soon as I went down the chute, I was like, well, that was kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, it happened really fast. Yeah. And
2: it was a really short
4: ride. It was extremely short. And people
2: had to pay money for this? That's what I said. I was like, ooh. That yeah, was a seven dollar slide. Get my money back. Not that, that it one. wasn't a great event. In fact, we didn't have to pay for that slide, right? No, we didn't. Okay, we were provided with tickets for that as well. Tim took video of us, and uh it's terrible quality. You can yeah. barely see anything. Yeah. What iPhone does he have? I, I thought don't know. You had a bootleg iPhone. First of all, it's not bootleg. It's just an <laughs>
4: iPhone 5C. Okay, it's just like twelve years old. C for that's crap. Hey, <laughs> it still works. I'm kidding. I call any iPhone crap. So. No, what the hell?
2: <laughs> Adam
7: Nick Caller.
2: Adam's had like 9 different phones and I've had the same the same one. <laughs> well, you wait till you get that full free upgrade. Not a discount upgrade, the entire thing paid for by T-Mobile or whoever you're with. Verizon I'm with. Verizon. I don't have to you're pay the network.
4: a red cent. They mail it to me for free, they give me the phone for free. Now, the next phone I get will be like an iPhone 7 and we're like on what? 11 now? There's an X in there. Yeah. No, it's XS X S or X twelve or XB or double XL or They're a grand. For a phone, right? The yeah, price like,
8: is wrong, bitch.
4: Yeah, the mo- they have like a couple of different tiers, and the most expensive one I believe is like eleven fifty or something. And it's basically not the size cents. of an iPad.
2: Yes, it's pretty big. It's large yeah. and in charge. They're just all merging into one. Pretty much. All your computer stuff is going to be done in one little contraption. So not the biggest; thing.
4: You can't even fit the phone in your pocket one anymore. One device. Yeah, I had much. to
2: get you know I have the uh, Pixel two right from Google. But I didn't get the XL version. I got the smaller one because I don't want it to look like, you know, I got this huge bulge in my pants any more than usual.
4: That's not sexual? It's like, hey, why did you bring your laptop? It's like, it's not a laptop. That's my (laughs) cell phone, brother. Sorry. Good God. It's a
2: flat Zach
4: Morris phone. It's as long as his, but it's just flat. Oh, speaking of Zach Morris, before we move on and get to what's coming up on today's show... Adam had a really exciting moment at OUE Skyspace as we were
2: on our way up
4: to the top oh, of the tower.
2: You saw me geek out harder, harder than I think I have in years. Really, I've met some people in my day. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to brag, but uh, I know a few people too. Pat, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I've met Michael Jordan. I've met Jerry Rice. Michael Jordan or Michael B. Jordan? Michael Jordan. Michael oh. B. Jordan's coming up, though, See, and that's a good I'd, tease. I think I'd rather. I think I'd rather <laughs> talk to Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> Well, Michael Jordan barely, barely acknowledged me. Acknowledged your existence? I think he shook his head no when I asked <laughs> him to come on the JT The Brick Show. He's like, who's that? I don't know if that was bad foreshadowing or... <laughs> mm. And, I mean, we love the JT The Brick Show. We did. JT has come on with us. Yes. I don't know if we've ever had Tom Looney on. But I, shout I out to those guys, Looney, radio legends.
4: We had Looney on one time following a major fight you're on right. 570 Raw. You're now right. I don't remember which fight it was, but Tom, Man, right. Tom did join us. And uh, in case you guys are not aware... Uh, the JT The Brick Show with Tom Looney is no longer no longer here. Those guys are alive and well, by the way. They're fine. Uh, those two are fine. Their show is no longer part of the Fox Sports Radio Network.
2: And they're fine in every which way. Yeah. Looney's got like a game show coming, JT The Brick's right. on the Raiders broadcast. Yeah. And I've been listening to them. I called into JT The Brick when I was 11 years old. Right. And I called myself the Panther Man. <laughs> Codename, Panther Man. That used to be my old AIM signature, my old Hotmail account. I think it was Panther Man 85 for Wesley Walls. I don't want like people like you, you and others like to
4: making fun of me for having a Hotmail account still, okay? It still works. There's nothing wrong with having a Hotmail email. I can ask Bree.
2: Actually, Bri's, you're right. There's probably new viruses that you can't get on an old Hotmail account. Bingo. <laughs> Bree, is there a problem? Don't hurt yourself, Bree. Is there a problem with having a Hotmail
4: account? Do, do you have an AOL account?
5: My mom still has an AOL account.
4: See? That's even worse.
5: What's wrong with Hotmail?
4: I don't know. People give me a lot of crap. Myself and Petros are the only two people I know that still have Hotmail accounts, and both of us get a lot of crap for it, and I don't like it.
5: Oh, I think that's awesome.
2: Does it sound like this when you log in? (laughs) No, it doesn't.
5: But Hotmail doesn't have an app, though, right?
2: Uh, No, they don't have an app, (laughs) but...
4: They were,
5: I think, were they a part of AOL at one but point? But you can link
4: it Was to your exchange on your phone, oh, okay. whatever phone you're in,
2: so it still links to that, so nice. it doesn't have its own individual then app. Then that's all
5: that matters. I never
2: would have thought. I mean, I have Microsoft Outlook on my phone. I have Gmail on my phone. I wouldn't think Hotmail would even have an app at this point. Yes.
4: Yes. <laughs> it, it still works on your phone. Take it easy, old man. I'm getting old. You do not have to
2: have dial-up for Hotmail to work. I've got old emails from 2001 in my Hotmail account. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but who did you meet? It's exciting exciting stuff. And he came out of the elevator we were about to get onto, right? Yes. And I lost my mind. I've never been this starstruck, at least in a while. And I hadn't even drank anything yet, so that wasn't the issue. Right. (sighs) I mean, it's probably better off better that you hadn't, right? It's much better. Yeah. I mean, I I already came across as a stage five clinger. You know, he probably has a restraining order against me. Uh, I need to be 500 feet from this guy Mm -hmm. from here on out. But... I got mine. I got a picture with him. A nice selfie. A non-drunk selfie that night. And it was with...
3: You
1: be proud of yourselves. Because, gentlemen, you are champions.
2: Okay, it wasn't Coach Eric Taylor. But it was Saracen. Mm-hmm. 7. Matt QB1. Saracen, QB1 from Friday Night Lights, one of my favorite shows of all time. Can you play like champions? And I even told him that and how the third season is one of the greatest seasons ever. I'm getting into details with him. I should have told him though that the scene where he was crying in season 1 when Coach Taylor was leaving after the championship game, he was like, why is it always everyone leaving me? Why are they always leaving me? I should have told him. He looked like a little That bitch. was my favorite part. No, oh, okay. not that. Oh, Hi, okay. yeah. Sorry. He's 50. I maybe mean, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> but he was extremely nice, and actually I tweeted the picture at him and said thank you, and he said no problem. So maybe I'm not a complete stalker, but maybe I am. I, I don't know. I, well, I, I haven't mean, freaked have been, out like that you long time. You have been
4: blowing up his TL or anything saying, oh, my God, thanks again for what happened 46 hours ago. I am really appreciate it. His name is Zach Guilford, his
2: real name, now, has which he done, I didn't know. Has he done anything since? I told him about a horror movie that I saw him in recently, and oh, it was from 2014. Okay, and he just kind of looked at me and smiled, like that is not my best work. <laughs> I am embarrassed he's by like, that. I wish you hadn't seen that. He's with his wife, mm-hmm. his wife who, if you Hold must on. ask, she looked real good. i just stop saying dirty stuff for a second, would you? And she was in a show with Nick Jonas. I forget the name of it. I think it's an it's a MMA type show. I forget the name of it, but she's an actress as well. And I completely ignored her. I didn't recognize oh. her. She took the picture of us, which was probably extremely insulting to her, but she seemed like she was a good sport about it. She was a complete champ. Do
4: you think they take, like, uh, count about that sort of thing when they're out? Who recognizes who? And, like, is there a tally? Like, well, got me another one, babe. Yeah. Sexual favors coming God, my way, tonight. God knows I would. <laughs> like, oh, that's one more that recognized me for my C movie, Miss
2: Sharknado XD. Only available on Hulu. You saw Tara Reid out there? No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have. I've also met Jason Streets from the show before. You were telling us about that. He that's was right. the quarterback in the wheelchair. He gets paralyzed in the first episode, and he becomes a really critical uh, character throughout it. And he was super nice. I've had a picture with him. So am I going to meet Michael B. Jordan next? Am I going to meet Landry, who was also in Breaking Bad, and he's in the best season. And I can say that now because I finished season three, finally, of Fargo, which is the best show, one of the best shows of all time, along with Friday Night Lights. Also, am I going to meet the entire cast? One of the best episodes of Black Mirror, uh,
4: Mm. Landry is in as well.
2: Okay. And he was the kicker. He was the kicker. Good kicker, not an idiot. (laughs) Not at all. Not liquored up. Well, there was that one scene
4: where they all got drunk on the field. But, I mean, whatever. They're kids. What happens?
2: Yeah. Uh. Okay. On today's show, by the way, as we often get into tangents here, go on the beaten well, path. I'm
4: sorry. It just seemed like a pretty big freaking deal that, I mean,
2: Jake, Jacob and I tried to hold the
4: elevator for you and Adam was just out here just nerding out on, on uh, you know, on QB1. Jacob Seven. thought
2: he was taking a picture with me. I was like, are you idiot? <laughs> No, he's not taking a picture with me. This is Matt Saracen over here. Adam even called him seven. He had sex came out, with
4: coach's daughter. After he came <laughs> off of the... And the coach caught him doing it, too. Every man at some point in his life
1: is going to lose a battle.
2: You lost a battle there, Eric Taylor. <laughs> your daughter had sex with your quarterback. No, I think he was all for it. And Matt was like a son to him. Yeah, but it was
4: just weird when you actually see it, though. I mean, they weren't doing it. They were, they were like just, camping near a lake. It was after sex. They were just kind of laying there. They smelled about it, probably. Whatever. <laughs>
2: even
1: worse. Can you play like champions? Uh,
2: Ask your daughter. Uh, (laughs) Anyways, so yeah, I met one of my heroes, and it was really cool, and the picture is on Twitter if you want to check it out, at follow Adam A. On today's show, though, things pertaining to what's happening right now, well, on the back end of the show, we have TMZ News, E-News with TK Trinidad. Not in studio, but that's okay. Oh, well. She's got a good phone line. Good. It's not a pay phone. Uh, It's not a rotary phone. Is it a burner phone? It's not... A Brian Cranston burner phone from Breaking Bad. I mean TK and knows people in high places. All the burner phones in Ozark. Important people in high places, you know what I mean? So she gotta always stay on the move. Yeah. So
4: then she also knows us, which takes her down a notch. This is uh, a notch. <laughs> Please. <laughs> At least two can't get much further down the totem pole <laughs> than us too, that's for damn no, sure. No. Uh she comes up with some good E News coming up in the final segment. Segment number two. I'm really excited for this one. It's been a while. Since Kirk Morrison has joined us on the show. Yes, that I'm Kirk so Morrison. Oaktown in the building.
2: Yeah, you know what they are? Home of the whistle. What
1: well, you want to woo-woo?
2: That's only in the morning. Soon to no longer be the home of the Raiders. Then they almost crashed the Ford Probe at the very end of that news segment. Hey, they saved segment. it. Almost <laughs> told me nothing, Adam. They still saved it. <laughs> they were fishtailing into parked de- cars and then blow through the stop sign in this old classic YouTube. Hey, just
4: like Good Lil deal. Sis said when they talked about the whistles being just for decoration, that was just for show. Them acting like they was about to crash was just for
2: show. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That was just for the cameras. That's all that was for. It was just for the cameras. They almost set off a line of car <laughs> alarms. It was almost like that moment in The Dark night where he gets on the motorcycle mm. and the car, because the Batmobile or whatever they called it in that movie, it exploded, and then he shoots out of the motorcycle, right. and he's underground, and he's shooting all those parked cars, which he's just assuming there's no one in, I guess. I'm Batman. He's taking some risks there. I'd say so. But... You know the joker was on the loose in that semi, so he had to, but that's what it would have been like with butt Rub and little sis and little there. sis out there that's right, so Kirk Morrison,
4: of course, drafted by the Raiders, played a long time with them, finished his career with the Bills and the Jaguars, but now an analyst on the Rams radio network also does college football for e s p n he's actually in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, just catching a flight as a matter of fact, He says he's going to check in as soon as his flight lands down there as LSU gets ready to take on Louisiana Tech, so he's on that call this coming Saturday. And he also does work for Sirius XM NFL Radio. Was on with our friend Cole Wright, who we should bring back on the show sometime soon as well. He yeah. and Cole uh, did a show uh, for Sirius XM last night for the NFL
2: channel. You see Cole all over the place on yeah. the NFL network it's and you also, also see him with the Dodgers on yeah. Spectrum. Yeah. If you got it. Uh, anyways, there are in a few f- of you who do. And <laughs> first off today before we get to Kirk, before we get to TK Trinidad and your Spider-Man winner. Oh yeah, looking forward to this. The person with the best call of the week. We had one on Monday, but it wasn't very good. We have a few calls to get to today. The winner will get the new Spider-Man game. It's just called Spider-Man. It's not Spider-Man 4. I know there have been multiple on the PlayStation system. This is on PS4, and it looks to be pretty amazing. People have been waiting for a long time for this web-slinging game.
4: This is the, uh, the ad you've been seeing running on, I mean, basically any game you've watched the last couple of weeks, they've been running this
2: ad with these really cool effects.
7: Look Spider-Man.
4: Now yeah. looks almost yeah, like a movie.
7: I don't
2: think the Juggernaut is in it. That's okay. Kingpin might be. No, I hope so. Because it looks like the Sinister Six is in there. I got some of those guys. Good. The Electro. I'm the, too. the Shocker. The sho- yes. Aren't those two guys got kind of the same? I would think so. Did I they change almost... the name? Is that PC? No more Shocker? Because that, I don't know. Because that hand motion that douchebags make, <laughs> fraternity boys? I don't know. If Which is changed... State's still the Shockers, right? They are still the Shockers. Yeah.
4: But, they're, they, but their mascot is like Buckwheat or something. Well, it's like wheat. It's like a like wheatgrass. Okay. Yeah, it's like a wheatgrass thing. So it's not actually like a guy shocking you. Wheatgrass shots at Jama Juice. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> it's, it's like an angry eh, whatever. Like an angry bale of wheatgrass. I think is their actual like is uh, that is their mascot.
2: That's the mascot that should have shot themselves in the nuts, <laughs> like the Colorado Buffaloes one did. Chip. These nuts. Yeah, that's pretty bizarre. That America's Home Video viral yeah. video that's gone across the web right now right oh, poor guy yeah. all right well, uh, i mean at least his mask was on so nobody can he said like, oh that wasn't me that was my stand in that one day and yeah. mascots don't have nuts they can't the suit doesn't have any it doesn't show that even when you watch like a king kong movie you never see his nuts you never see his reproductive organs or anything like that like you should right I don't like know, i want to i'm about to say <laughs> is it like we should or like uh well you're really digging into the details there Adam. okay sorry let's get into the details of these rumors going around. With the Los Angeles Clippers and Jimmy Butler and First Off.
6: Let's go,
2: go of- oh. Oh. Who's saying this song, Brie?
6: Ticket,
5: dude. Adele, oh, okay. of course.
2: Oh, that's right, that's right. Should have known, should have heard it coming. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, oh, there was Michelangelo at the end of that waiting for his pizza to get there from Domino's in the Ninja Turtles movie.
5: Wait, there's a big poster outside for that. Are you going to watch it?
2: No, that's a new stupid Ninja Turtles TV know. show. It's a new it cartoon turtles. show. Yeah, don't. That's not real. Real or
4: fake? How
5: do I know it's not like a reboot? It's not canon. Nah. They're going to have a Nickelodeon channel, right?
2: They've Maybe. been on the Nickelodeon they channel, have. I think, for a while. Yeah. There have no, been all these different iterations of Ninja Turtles cartoons. All bootleg. It, no,
5: they're they going to do like a, re- like a real channel where they show all the old, really old shows. As they like, should. and like...
4: Oh, really? Because those are the only things that matter. I TV land? Rats. Cartoon land?
5: Like a like a TV
4: land. You of. get Rugrats. You get Rocco's Martin Life. You get Doug before they effed up the the intro song. Doug and all the real stuff.
2: Yeah. Now I'm in.
5: Oh my god! And Arthur. Arthur had like a Backstreet Boys episode. I had I ordered it on DVD. It was a big deal.
2: And what about the yellow school bus, which is like what you look like today? The magic school bus. <laughs> the magic school bus. The short school bus. Yeah. Yo, I don't That's think a, it, was, it wasn't a short bus. It was short. It was short.
5: You're calling me short and wide because that's what buses are. They're short See, and that's, wide. See, that's what I You're thought You're just looking a, to be offended I would over I not there.
2: compare her to a bus. I don't know if I would, that would be the most. All day long, Brie is making me wear it because I didn't get her a quote unquote birthday gift, which I was going to pay for dinner or whatever we're doing after the show tonight. That's what we usually do. And she said, you don't even get me a card. Really? And then, of course, Kevin gets her a card and hey, makes man. me look like a giant a-hole, like a deadbeat friend. <laughs> Look, man, I just. Thanks did a lot. That, I, just
4: I look that, worse than usual. I just wanted to. That's not possible. I just wanted to give her. I just wanted to give her. Show her appreciation. That's all it was. I just. I figured Adam would be Apparently, give her I, something, didn't but I didn't take the hit from know. her
2: Twitter account that said cards are so much better than presents. I didn't even see that. Cards greater than presents.
5: Oh, my gosh.
2: I didn't even see did her on tweet Twitter. That. Was it How am I supposed to get a card it when it I don't have a car because it's in the shop right now?
5: Oh, my God. And I. am
2: you don't know about or after my I problems. I gave you the card that you'd sit that's My up.
5: birthday was on Monday. It was. You had, you had three days.
2: Well, you know, I planned at the last minute.
5: Yeah, I do know. If that. you wait
2: till the last minute, it only takes a minute. When <laughs> You procrastinate like I do.
5: Do you think Jimmy Butler's going to look good in Clipper White?
4: Yeah, Adam, let's ask our Clippers our pre post game host here. Uh, because Jimmy Butler's requested a trade away from the Minnesota Timberwolves, and the Clippers very the Nets, dysfunctional. And the Knicks, of all teams, are the teams that he said that he uh, most wants to come to, and apparently, according to Woj and Shams, who tag team this one, tag team back y- again, yes, uh, like they used to back in the day, and not neither of them are with Yahoo now. Yeah, uh, they say that he prefers to be with the LA Clippers
2: and. They're both saying now Kawhi Leonard would prefer to go there. For a while, Sham said he preferred going there, but Woj said he still was more likely to end up a Laker. Now maybe this news changes things, and we're going a little too far into the crystal ball in the future yeah. with what could happen. They it's don't the... have Jimmy Butler yet, and Kawhi Leonard has a year to play out or at least half a season to play yeah. out with the Toronto Raptors. And we know
4: what happened when Paul George was on his way to the Lakers too, so anything can change. We thought
2: that was a sure thing. But He was I... on the billboard with LeBron James. <laughs> right but so got a tag team they were supposed to come together getting right Jimmy now. Butler to
4: the Lakers if or the Clippers excuse me if it were to happen Overpeak. would actually thank you Vic Yeah, gotta get Vic back in here that would actually help the cause if Kawhi Leonard were thinking about coming to the Clippers having a star that
2: you could team up with would actually help that cause and that's what I think is the bigger factor in bringing in Jimmy Butler I'm not saying he's not a good player but he just turned 29 mm-hmm. he's maybe a top 15 player in this league. He's an all-star. He's not the prize that Paul George would have been or Kawhi Leonard will be for this team. Yeah, but not a superstar. No, and he's 29, and he barely shoots above that from three. No, actually, he has been better over the past couple of years. But he's taking more. And he's making more. He's so shooting about league average now, yeah. 36% from three. Which, and that's necessary nowadays. Yeah. You have to be able to spread the floor. You'd prefer your shooting guard be a little higher than that. But, yeah. I mean,
4: that's what he is. He's more of a slasher.
2: He does have a different element to his game, though, and that is playing defense and playing great defense. He's one of those guys that actually wants the challenge of guarding the other team's best player, whether it's a guard or a small forward. And we know how many of go- uh, good players there are at both positions in the Western Conference that the clippers could use him for my only issue would be oh there's two guys to me that are somewhat untouchable when you're talking about jimmy butler okay again because of his age because of his injury history as well which people aren't talking about he's only played more than 70 games once in the last five years he's missed about 60 games combined the last five seasons while he's been young so we're almost entering Blake Griffin-type territory. Now, I do think Jimmy, Jimmy Butler's a better player right now than Blake Griffin most definitely, especially because of that defensive element. But he does have a lot of miles on him, too, and a lot of injury baggage because he played for Tom Thibodeau, and he was averaging almost 38 minutes a game as a bull. Right. And Minnesota with Minnesota last year, where he missed 23 games, the T Wolves went 10 and 13 in those games. So obviously he is a difference maker. He can make you much better right now. But I'm not giving up these two guys. Okay, let's see. If hear I'm it. the Clippers, unless they do, and then in that case, I will be go full reverse. Oh, will you? And be like Jerry Seinfeld uh-huh. in the uh, the sitcom episode where he's like. But he's my butler, and I will claim ownership over Jimmy Butler and act like he's the greatest player ever, and he is very good. I think he might be the 15th, around the 15th best player in the league. So when they trade these two guys that you're about to mention
4: away for Jimmy Butler and you're interviewing Jimmy, you're not going to say, you know what, I like you. But not more than those two guys. They shipped out. You shouldn't be here right now. The Butler, you know what, Jimmy? Jimmy, Jimmy? Yeah, let's get Jimmy for dead in here. So you know what, Jimmy? You shouldn't be here. Uh, You have no Jimmy was
2: drafted much higher than Jimmy
4: was. No business being here, right? (laughs) About twenty-five spots higher. But he's averaging like seventy-five points a game in Indonesia or something. So good for him. And I do like Jimmy Butler a lot.
2: But so, who are the Untouchables, Adam? If he's already said that he would like to come to the Clippers, then don't give up Tobias Harris or Shea Gilgis-Alexander for him. Don't give up those two guys. There has to be another way to get him. If it's not through a trade, then wait for free agency. And I know there's risk there, of course. If he goes somewhere else, he might be happy. He might pull a Paul George. But I'm willing to take that risk because it's Jimmy Butler, because of the injury history, because of his age, because of the lack of three-point shooting. But he does have a lot of good things going for him, and that is tenacity on the defensive end. And he is a guy that is hard. He's a hardcore, like, he's, like a hardcore clipper that C-Balmer wants. He wants to win. He's tired of playing with young guys who he has been critical of with the Bulls and now with Minnesota. So I'll say
4: this. I don't think you have much to worry about when it comes to Shai Gilgis-Alexander because of what you just mentioned. I don't think Tibbs has any designs of having a young player on that roster trying to rebuild.
2: He's in win-now mode. It is an advantage that Tibbs is the president of basketball operations. Now, I don't know how much longer that's going to be the case because him and Glenn Taylor Could have be been last hands for a little bit. So Shai
4: Gilgis-Alexander, who's already young and green and all that, and being a rookie on top of that, I don't think Tibbs wants any part of that. I don't think this trade is happening unless you give up Tobias Harris for that same reason, because he is a guy who was a bona fide seventeen to twenty two point a game scorer that can immediately go to Minnesota, help them continue to be able to win. If anything, you probably have to part with Tobias and someone who is also more established, whether it's Patrick Beverly. Maybe they wouldn't do that because they already have Jeff Teague, or maybe it's Lou Williams, someone who can come off the bench and offer them some scoring. Yeah. I would think Tobias, Tobias is gone. If this trade is happening, Tobias is going to be a guy that the Timberwolves are going to want to want. I, oh, I know they're, they're going to want him. They're not going to... Don't give me Danilo Gallinari. I saw that name floating around. and a, a guy that can't stay healthy
2: that has a bad contract in the next couple of years, they don't want that. I'm, that would be the logical thing to do. Well, that will fulfill the Clippers, yes. you have to sell him on other guys. I would be willing to give up Jerome Robinson, possibly, one yeah, young first guy, round pick
4: if they want him, along sure.
2: with maybe Beverly and Gallinari. To get him, if that's the case, because Gallinari signed through not just this year, but year next after. year, so they would actually have even more money to play with after this summer. Where currently they'd have about fifty-six million dollars, the Clippers, to spend in free agency. I've been telling people for a while this upcoming year, the uh, twenty-nineteen summer is going to be the Clippers' twenty-eighteen summer in terms of what it was for the Lakers. Correct. They're going to have big money to play with. But if you already have Jimmy Butler there, I understand it's even more of an attraction. That's why you bring him in. You, you're you hoping maybe he already has some relationship with Kawhi Leonard. I think they played together on Team USA a, a few probably. years back, in, maybe in 2016. But yeah, you're, you're using him to lure other free agents, and he does make you better now. My concern would be on a five-year contract that he's looking for. For $190 million, which is exactly what he wants.
4: Which is what he'd get if he came here
2: the next five years of Tobias Harris might be better overall than the next five years of Jimmy Butler.
4: He, it they could be. The issue is... I've been
2: high on Tobias Harris for a while. You That's have another been. thing I've been telling everybody that will listen. Tobias Harris is on the verge of being a breakout star. He's only 26. I
4: like Tobias Harris a lot. I think Tobias is an excellent player. Probably a borderline all-star, depending on the year that it falls in. I think he's an excellent player. The issue that you run into when you're the Clippers is, you don't have a guarantee the guy's even going to be here. Because you offered him an extension and he turned it down so he can hit free agency now you Uh can offer him more money and he can get the extra year and maybe that's what he's looking for or he can go somewhere else jimmy butler at the very least if you make that trade you're almost guaranteed
2: that you're going to sign him to an extension he's at least going to be here according to those sources that he wants to be a clipper yes Uh, but if that trade happens that is your bargaining chip because there's two sides to this him making it known that he wants to be a clipper should make you want to give more assets to the Timberwolves because you have more security or you're feeling better about him staying. The other side of that is, though, that means maybe you can get him in the offseason and preserve your assets and use those to get somebody else.
4: Now, the problem is well, you wouldn't have enough if the ultimate plan is, and I saw a, t- a tweet from Arash Markazi, and he didn't, he didn't say sources. He didn't say anything. He's just like, Jerry West's plan is to bring Kawhi Leonard and Jimmy Butler together next season. Oh. So he, what he, that's based on. I saw I don't that tweet too. I it's have like, no
2: clue what that's based well, on. Well, whose plan wouldn't be that? Of course right. you'd like to have that, or Klay Thompson, or now, Kevin Durant, or Kyrie Irving, or some of these guys that are going to be available. If
4: that is your ultimate goal, some of these assets that you have are gonna have to be moved somewhere anyway, because you just can't afford to pay all the keep yeah. all the assets you have, bring in Jimmy next offseason, and bring in Kawhi next offseason. No. If it's me, I'd rather have the first Donovan i fall first. And if all of it's going to cost me is a guy that may not be here next year anyway, and another veteran player that frees up even more money, whether that's Lou Williams who signed an extension or Pat Beverly, who actually is on a non-guaranteed contract anyway, he's going to be off the books anyway next year. If I'm the Clippers, that's something that I would do. If only because I know having Jimmy Butler locked in is another positive bargaining chip for bringing over Kawhi Leonard or somebody else who may be interested in coming to the Clippers and may otherwise waiver without the knowledge that
2: another star player is there with him. I'll say this, though. Regarding Tobias Harris turning down that contract... It was for $80 million. He can make twice that after this season. So, of that? course, he was going to turn down that contract. I don't think that's an indication that he's not going to re-sign with the Clippers. That's just smart. He had to do that, and he's betting on himself. I think he's going to have his best season. He's primed for it right now. And Last year, when he came over to the Clippers, he averaged 20 a game on 47% shooting from the field. Thirty or excuse me, 41% shooting from three. He was unbelievable. He was that good. And I think a lot of people slept on him for some reason. So that's why, and I know people hear the big name of Jimmy Butler and like, well, you just give up a guy that you got in the Blake Griffin trade and Tobias Harris form. Why would you not do that? I'm a little bit hesitant because I think... Tobias can be a star in this league or at least the type of guy you need to win Because of what he can do and how easy offense comes for him He's really efficient in every area and Jimmy Butler Also is somebody who plays a little bit more one-on-one ball where Tobias plays within the offense because he can shoot from three No, so you're right there. It's it's tough to think about it's a lot harder of a decision than maybe it would have been a couple years ago obviously because where Jimmy is in his career, where Tobias Harris, we think he's going to be. He just turned 26. Mm-hmm. Jimmy just turned 29. So there's a three-year difference there between those two players. And I think the culture of the NBA
4: that you have now, where a lot of these guys want to team up and play with players who are their friends, who they are familiar with, I don't think that can be discounted either. And you mentioned Jimmy Butler being part of those Team USA qualifying teams and having a relationship with some of these guys like Clay Thompson or like, uh, or like Kawhi Leonard. And I do think that can be a factor too too. And it might not even be Jerry West saying like, "Oh, I think that he's a better player than Tobias Harris," but saying, "I think having this guy here actually
2: helps us bring in other people who can help us be able to win." Well, that's why I think the biggest factor is honestly. Yeah. It's Jimmy Butler in name alone makes you of a more le- more of a legitimate destination for other free agents. And I, th-
4: I think that's that's the big that's the name of the game, you know. Tobias in a in a perfect world in your world, I think Tobias Harris with Kawhi Leonard or another star would be, be miles better, so much better than having Jimmy Butler because of all of the wear and tear on his body and the diminishing returns he's going to give
2: you. And that's still a possibility. It's possible. First of all, the Timberwolves don't have to trade him anywhere. If Tim's is as stubborn as he has been in the past, he may hold on to him because he's no he knows he's going down with the ship anyways. So he's going to say, I traded for Jimmy Butler, one of my Chicago guys, and they got Lu Aldang back and he's absurd with that stuff and the way he plays veterans. It's ridiculous. He has shortened guys' careers, and I don't think he's necessarily helped his teams because they always lack depth. They get into the playoffs, and you know they lost to those LeBron teams at times where I think the Bulls should have challenged them or played a little bit better against them. And people cite Derrick Rose and all the injuries he had because of the type of coaching and running his knees into the ground that Tom Thibodeau did. But... It's possible, and it's going to get awkward next week with media day for the Timberwolves, if he's still there, that Tom Thibodeau just says, F it. I'm going to keep him, or I'm at least going to wait till the trade deadline to move him, and then we're going to ship him wherever we feel uh, gives us, wherever we're, we're going to get the best trade package back. The Spurs, they didn't give Kawhi, we didn't give in to his demands mm-hmm. and send him any to the West Coast, which is where he apparently wants to go. Yeah, I guess it depends on what they feel the best package and who was
4: willing to take that gamble, you know, like Oklahoma City did, and it worked for them. Like Toronto did, it may end up working for them. If there's someone that they feel can give them a better package than what the Clippers have to offer, then, yeah, that's something they can explore. I think in a perfect world, if it was up to Tibbs, he'd trade away Andrew Wiggins and try to find a lock cat and lock uh, Jimmy Butler in a room and say, you guys figure out y'all, your issues. If you banged his girlfriend, then y'all got to figure this whole thing out. Rumor has it.
7: And whatever yeah.
4: whatever the situation may be between the two of y'all, y'all are my two best players. Because Andrew Wiggins has been one of the biggest underachievers. Now, if you look at his stats, it's like, oh, the guy's twenty points a game. And, uh, no. They called him Maple Jordan. The guy disappears all the time.
2: He's one of the most inconsistent talents that I've ever seen in the NBA. He's still twenty three years of age. He still can get so much better, and that's why a team would take a chance on trading for him. But his contract it's is toxic exorbitant right now, now, man. It the really last is. year of his contract, he's making I think thirty three million so you start at 25 it ends at 33 now you could be getting his best years if you can figure him out and if there's a chemistry issue and that's why they weren't better this past year they had to win that last game of the season against the denver nuggets minnesota did just to make it into the playoffs maybe it is personality conflicts and that stuff has obviously been bubbling to the surface lately we'll get to that in a second here we got some audio for you right but maybe you do get more out of the team just by getting rid of He's not going to get rid of Towns. No. He doesn't want to get rid of Jimmy. He'd rather he get rid of He gets rid of, of uh, Andrew Wiggins.
4: But I don't think anybody wants that. There are rumors that they chopped him at the deadline this past year. And, nobody and they just him. paid
2: him last summer. I know. And people didn't Talk about want him. about buyer's
4: remorse. I'm telling you. <laughs> he almost had to do it from a guy. You mentioned how young he is and how spectacular of a talent that he is. But some guys, he may figure it out or he may never. He may be this fledgling 20-point-a-game player who just never realized his full potential. That was a good player throughout his career, but never reached the superstar potential everybody saw in him.
2: He could be another better version, maybe, of Rudy Gay or Jeff Green. That type of player. Good individual, but it never all came together. He doesn't make players around him better either, and... He was supposed to play defense. The whole point of getting him, even when he was drafted by Cleveland and then the LeBron James came, news came that he was coming back, but people suspected that, well, you could at least bring him along slowly because of how much he can help you on the defensive end and then wait for his offense to blossom later on. Right. He he was, I saw, 84th at his position On defense last year, that's beyond, we're talking third string guys, Mm -hmm. that that he's worse than. He gives zero effort. And I've seen Jimmy Butler, one of the things I like about him is everything kind of makes sense with his attitude. Because he came from nothing. He was couch surfing when he was 13. His parents kicked him out of the house. He wasn't highly recruited at all. Went to a junior college, then ends up going to Marquette. He's the 30th pick in the 2011 draft. He is the quintessential playing with a chip on his shoulder type player. And so he just has no time for these guys that don't want to win and don't want to play hard all the time, which is what he criticized Carl a couple of years Towns ago. For. Yeah, Carl Anthony Towns. He called them soft last year, right before the playoffs. And he called the new baby bulls when he and Dwayne Wade were there with Rajon Rondo. And there was a schism in the locker room there between the young guys and the old guys, even though Rondo took the young guy's side and said, my old veterans wouldn't have done this to me. But Jimmy Butler said, we don't play hard all the time. And the Clippers would embrace somebody like that. He's Wouldn't perfect it? for them. They won last year on toughness and grit and hard work. So, look, if they get him, even if it takes Tobias Harris, I'm not crying about it. I'm not, I don't want to say it's similar to the Mac trade where it's no, not the worst Oh,
4: thing God. No, no, it's not similar well, to no, the Mac trade.
2: We said at the time, I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. Right. It could fall From somewhere in yes. that range.
4: From that standpoint, yes.
2: And there's a lot to like with Jimmy Butler. I just worry about the miles on him a little bit. I worry about that, too. For me,
4: I think it'd be a bit of a home run for him. I like Tobias Harris. I don't think I like him as much as you do, but I understand why you like him as much as you do. And getting Jimmy Butler, who's a bona fide all-star you mentioned, brings some grit and grind to that team, to that locker room. That helps some of those young guys, like Gilgis Alexander, and helps develop them. It's only going to make them tougher for when they bring another star coming in next year. Because we talked about this arms race between Jerry West and Maggie Johnson out here. I mean, you get find a way to get Jimmy Butler in here, and then you steal away Kawhi Leonard. That takes a lot of shine away from what the Lakers did this offseason, bringing in LeBron James, especially if they, for some reason, can't find a Robin to bring next to LeBron for the next couple of seasons.
2: And people keep wondering, why are guys not wanting to play with LeBron to the level we thought they would? Mm-hmm. Why aren't they clamoring to get to play with LeBron James? And we've talked about this at times, and it can be difficult. But Kawhi Leonard in particular, and somebody like Jimmy Butler, who is rumored to be a guy that wants to be... The guy. Who will be more that, perfect than Kawhi to be with him? Well, yeah, and, and in a franchise like the Clippers that's more low key, that doesn't have the media spotlight, that doesn't have all the drama, the baggage, LeVar Ball, all those things. Doesn't it seem like a better personality? Be fit? Doesn't it seem logical?
4: Jimmy Butler wants to be the Batman on the team. Now, if Kawhi Leonard were here, everybody would know and acknowledge that Kawhi Leonard is the best player, the best player on the Kawhi could give two Fs about being the yeah. front man and being thought of as the team leader in the locker room. Jimmy can do all the interviews. Jimmy can go to the podium after every big game. Jimmy can do all that stuff and be the face of the franchise, and Kawhi Leonard will sit back here averaging triple doubles and win a defensive player of the year and not say a damn word. So to that point, to your point, it's a perfect marriage between the two. Kawhi Leonard will be the only bona fide superstar who wouldn't mind the guy who's of a worse player than him being the face of the franchise. It will work out perfectly for them.
2: My only issue is finding another way to get him without giving up Shea Gilgis or Tobias Harris. Both those guys are off-limits. But they do have a 2021 first-round pick because next year's first-round pick only belongs to them if they're in the lottery, the Clippers. Correct. Otherwise, Boston gets it from Memphis back when the Clippers <laughs> traded for Jeff uh, Green. who <laughs> When they were in a win-now mode and trying right. to find that small forward. Another team that was... You know, kind of hoodwinked by yeah. Jeff Green and his talent. Right. It's tantalizing, but it hasn't been able to work out. Right. There are guys like that, and Andrew Wiggins could be the next one. And this that's show looks really like it. disappointing. It's tough. Because he has a higher ceiling than both him and Rudy Gay. Easily. Easily. People thought he
4: had MVP type talent. And you teamed him up with Carl Anthony Towns, and then you found a way to swing that trade for for Levine who had the injury and you bring in Jimmy Butler. I mean, this was supposed to be a good young big three to build around. It's really disappointing, to be honest with you.
2: The good thing is for me, the Clippers are winning in either way. Oh, if they for don't sure. make
4: a move, they're okay. Stay the course with the plan you've I, already had. I
2: think they'll still have a chance to make the playoffs. It's gonna be really difficult, no doubt. But They'll have, with what I saw last year, them winning 42 games with all the different issues they had going on with that team and the roster turnover, with a little more stability this year, with a little more health on their side, and I don't see how it could possibly get worse than it was last year. There's just no way. They were so snake bit. Can you I, get, can I they get... They could contend. Yes, sure. Got, for and my God... For the A spot. Yeah, no, no doubt. No doubt. If you get more than
4: 15 games out of Danilo Gallinari, I'll take it. I mean, my God.
2: Played twenty-two games. Patrick Beverly played eleven. Milos played forty. It's unbelievable what happened to this team, but it's that identity that they have now that I that I'm happy about. The culture shift and Jerry West is a big part of this and yep. a big part of what's going on right now. People think he's some passive figurehead. He's heavily involved. He's there of with the team is. at practice. This is not. He's helped guys at practice. He tried to help Sam Decker. Nobody could help Sam Decker with his three-point shot. Unfortunately, last Sam's year Sam's winning off the court. I'll say that. <laughs> Yeah, Uh, but this would be a huge boon for the Clippers. I just think if you can also keep Tobias Harris somehow, then you're in elite, elite company. And then if you can somehow figure out how to get him with Jimmy Butler and Kawhi Leonard, then you might be in the elite of the elite in the Western Conference. I just think
4: that'd be a difficult uh, proposition to do.
2: Well, the hope is that the the T-Wolves are in such a difficult spot because... Jimmy Butler's maybe you know not even he's going to get fined and not come to practice and they just feel like they have to get rid of him and there's that uh, different philosophy with the owner and Tom Thibodeau and maybe maybe something major happens there and no. they say we are going to try to do a little bit of a rebuild and maybe they'll take a young guy and Jerome Robinson and Lou Williams for Tom Thibodeau to still have a veteran to work with and Patrick Beverly or some package with uh, Gallinari that's the hope it it would be nice we don't know what other teams are offering though either right because
4: somebody somebody's gonna throw their name into the hat the lakers haven't been talked about there are other teams i'm sure i guess the miami heat
2: were interested but they have they don't have anything
4: anybody wants and the lakers trading for
2: tyler johnson
4: so that's not happening
2: there's that issue of all the guys they signed they have to wait till december 15th Mm -hmm. because they signed so many guys during the summer i don't know if the t wolves will have that much time we'll see this could escalate quickly
4: yeah, I mean, this is, we're on the eve of training camp of media day, like you mentioned a second that could ago. Be real luck, and apparently he wants to get traded before me. I, my, my guess is he wouldn't show up, right? I wouldn't. I can't imagine Jimmy Butler showing up to media. How day. How much is
2: the fine? How? I mean, does the that, guy's
4: making fifteen, twenty million dollars. a I guess a year. he's
2: waiting to get that next contract. Anyways, yeah. I don't think. I don't think it matters. My guess is he probably wouldn't even show up for media <laughs> day at that point. Speaking of how toxic things are and guys vilifying each other through social media, Stephen Jackson who I think is rumored, not rumored, he is friends with Jimmy Butler or their boys, he took up for him on his Instagram when he saw that Andrew Wiggins' brother, Nick Wiggins, got on Twitter responding to, I think it was Adrian Wojnarowski or Sham's tweet. It was. Retweeting that, quoting it, and then also saying, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We're getting rid of Jimmy Butler, he's implying. Get rid of this guy. And so all the issues behind the scenes were thrown out into the public. There's obviously a big rift between him and maybe Cat, too, with his girlfriend, but definitely with Andrew Wiggins. And so here's what Steph said. They, uh, how they, sh- or excuse me, without Steph, with, uh, well, Stephen Jackson, as I I you call him that, Stephen yeah, Jackson, Jack, Action Jackson, a guy who nobody should mess with. You don't want that smoke. Trust me. He gave his two cents on how Andrew Wiggins should have handled the situation uh, and with his brother.
7: This how the conversation should have went with uh, Andrew Wiggins and his brother when Andrew found out his brother sent out that tweet about hallelujah and all that, right? I'm Andrew Wiggins. Say, big bro, I don't think you should have sent that tweet out. Why you say that? Shit, because, you know, Jimmy Butler, man, he, he played with a lot of heart. He played hard. He played with a lot of heart. And I ain't got no heart. Now, you want to get on social media and talk about Jimmy, we lose him. Our team ain't got no heart. Now, if you're going to take me uh, to the Wizard and uh, help me find a yellow big road to get me a heart, then cool, you can talk about Jimmy all you want. Because you know I ain't got no heart. So, shit, you going to take that back or, or tell me find a yellow big road and take me to the Wizard, man? Because, shit, I ain't got no heart at all. That's why Cleveland traded me. No bullshit. You ain't got no heart. And your brother you ain't gonna play basketball why you worry about that bro
2: but like
4: he said keep that same energy no BS I I like how he was acting like he was acting like if he was on stage and he was actually playing one of the you know the 10 men or something man I tell him I got (laughs) no it's awful acting but I appreciate the effort by Captain Jack there man (laughs) it's good uh, we're not
2: Kansas anymore. We're, we're in Steven Jackson yeah, we're, territory. We're in Oaktown or something. So we... <laughs> he's as real as the streets By as the, the Mountain Dew Code Red was. And one of the nicest people
4: you'll ever meet, for sure. But if you cross him, I mean, I remember he was played for the Clippers At briefly. At a strip club. Yeah. He came to the Clippers <laughs> briefly Car a couple of years ago. And after the game... Always nice, always willing to talk. Yeah. Very cool, very down-to-earth guy. Now, He's got some Matt Barnes in him.
2: Very much so. They're cut from the same cloth, exactly. those two type of yeah, guys. Matt they just, just tear- put up with zero
4: nonsense. That's the thing. They No BS. It, those are good friends to have, cats like Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson.
2: Especially when you ran into the crowd, a guy throws a cup of ice in your face, and Steven Jackson sticks up for you. Right. Hits that fan in the face with his forearm. (laughs) Talking about the malice in the palace now. (laughs) Not that we can that. That's a guy I won't have in my back, though. I'll say that. He's in the foxhole with you. No doubt. Then, Steven Jackson responds on Twitter to some of the hate he got for calling out Andrew Wiggins. He said, my bad. Y'all don't like the truth. I'm going to bed. Got a 6 a.m. workout. Love to ball. Get better, gang. So, Nick uh, Wiggins Mm -hmm. responds to that Says, you hit catch and shoot threes. Your point points per game was probably 6.5. you never been on a highlight unless Duncan was double teamed or Parker kicked it out to you. When's the last time you've seen your own highlights pop up on the tube? LOL, your retirement. Look like it's going great. Nice wall. Steven Jackson in response to that says, I see your Google don't work. What NBA you played in again? What ship you got? Oh, my bad. Your brother made it. Truth hurt. You suck too, clown. Mm-hmm. Respect it or check it. I ain't hard to find. Get off my page. Retirement is great. Thanks for asking. I'm on T V more than your brother. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Andrew Wiggins responded. Right. On Instagram. And this was only up for a little bit and then I think he took it down. But then he put it but he revised it and put it back up again, a different version. Oh, okay. But go ahead. Oh, I got the original right here. Okay. People thought at first this was the shot at Jimmy Butler. No, it was a response to, to Steven Jackson. He said, old dudes stay hating like he was anything special, bumass. I keep that same energy everywhere I go. <laughs> So, he
4: reposted, lost. when he reposted that, he actually put SJ slash old dudes. So, he so wanted to spe- make sure. Yeah, so he specifically, to your point, people thought he was going after Wiggins. No, he was going after, or, or, or people Butler. thought he was going after Jimmy Butler. Yeah. He wanted to make sure people knew it was Steven Jackson. So, we revised it to put SJ slash old dudes.
2: Here is Steven Jackson now responding to him being called old and a bum ass and the energy comment from Andrew Wiggins.
7: Say, Lil. What's he smoking? You got a lot of talent, kid. You got a lot of talent. And I, I hope you have a good year. I hope somewhere you can find some heart and find some passion for the game and have a good year. I really wish you the best. Oh, I'm 40. Thank God I'm happy to see 40. Bum, I've n- I never been. Never been that. You know that. Uh, I'm from the old school, bro. I'm cut under the old law. You know what I'm saying? Respect it or check it. All that, I'm going to have that same energy wherever I go, all that. Say, man, make sure your energy's straight when you see me, bro. All right? I'm pretty sure you know who I am. Make sure your energy's straight. Just focus on finding some heart and having a good year. I wish you the best. You got a lot of talent. Just find that. Please don't try to do that with me, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just keep that same energy. I'll catch you in traffic. 100.
2: Catch you in traffic. Hmm.
4: This it's very diplomatic when it came to Andrew Wiggins himself. <laughs> See, I think it was like, yeah, so at least I have some respect for Andrew. When your brother starts popping off and nobody knows him from Sam, it's like,
2: all right, now you got issues. He knows Andrew has talent like we all do. He right. just has to find some heart like it's a video game and he's Link walking around.
4: And generally players root for players. And then when it comes to Jackson, like he's talking to a young dude. Steven Jackson was a young player who had himself some issues back in the day. Mm-hmm. So he understands the plight when it comes to that. But if I were him, yeah. When your brother starts popping off to me and nobody knows who the hell this guy is and starts taking a shot at my career when I won championships and came through all the adversity. Maybe it was one championship. I don't remember how many won San Antonio. Regardless. He was there in 03. He won. He won titles and was an integral part of that team, by the way. Made big shots. Was not a nobody, was part of that giant Warriors team that that, uh, upset
2: the Mavericks. The We Believe team.
4: I mean made big shots. Had a very good, accomplished career, and I think he's actually a pretty good analyst
2: when I've heard him on TV too. Me too and bum ass the bum's lost you look at steven jackson's numbers he's actually had better seasons than andrew wiggins has Whoa, so far in yeah. the league take that i Nick. mean steven steven jackson has averaged 21 points before uh-huh. he's had five boards six assists he's put up numbers he is far from a bum he was like The third or second guy on some of the teams he played for with Indiana and with the Warriors there. He and Jason Richardson and Baron Davis and those guys. So he is far from some scrub that was averaging six points per game, like Nick Wiggins said.
4: Yeah, that's disrespectful.
2: Yeah, it is. They don't know their history at all. Right. So I don't know what kind of basketball with Steven Jackson here. I
4: don't know what y'all watching up there in Canada, Nick. But down here in America, you watch Steven Jackson, that guy can ball. Yeah, that guy can ball, all right. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you're talking trash going my guy Steven Jackson, yeah. right?
2: I've always been a big fan. I actually Me too. uh Me too. bought a Steven Jackson's pacer jersey right after the malice in the palace well you shouldn't endorse such violence adam i, I would not endorsing some, I wouldn't
4: expect that from you
2: i'm just saying that was a memorable moment in the history of the nba no one can forget where they were when that went down and guys were fighting trying to fight ron artest and and uh jermaine uh, o'neal well, jermaine that, had
6: the
4: epic sliding punch yeah. i mean that was like
2: johnny cage exactly he didn't punch him in was. the nuts but because no. he's too tall If he was a shorter guy, he would have. His punch ended in that guy's face. He did. (laughs) That drunk, and there was the drunken master dodging Mm -hmm. somehow. These hard throws from Ron Artest somehow this guy avoided them. We always make fun of NBA players for not being able to fight, but uh, Ron Artest was throwing some bombs, and this guy just drunkenly stumbled through it. It was unbelievable.
4: There are certain NBA players in general. I say, yeah, guys. I mean, look, guys are nine feet tall. No one ever messes with them, so they don't have to fight you see Steven Jackson, you see Ron Artest who saw a guy get impaled by the leg of a table. I mean, guys have been through some stuff. Yeah, Lamar Odom was too nice and calm, but something tells me if somebody were to mess with him,
2: he probably got something in him too. He'll probably let you have it too. Yeah, I wouldn't mess with a guy who says this after winning the championship either. I
7: definitely want to thank my doctor, Dr. Sandy, my, um, my psychiatrist.
2: Yeah, probably not the smartest, the uh, <laughs> smartest move. Yeah, yeah. A, it helped him make that three because Co- Lord knows Kobe couldn't hit anything sure in that game. Sure as hell wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I'm as,
4: Like Ron, Ron was, was surprised Kobe passed it. So was I. And I was extremely happy, too, that he passed the ball.
2: See, we have to bring up the guys who can't fight now. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason we tied Kobe into this. It's mm-hmm. not hate. Listen to me.
4: <laughs> no, the only reason we brought this entire topic up was so we could hate on Kobe at the end of the segment and talk about how Chris Childs got him. It's the only reason we Reg- started
2: this show. <laughs> and Reggie Miller got him. <laughs> Not true. It's not true. It's all facade. It's just so we can talk crap about Kobe Bryant.
1: Hey, Kobe, you're the best.
2: Uh, One of our favorites, he's a uh, Golden State
4: Warriors fan, soon to move to San Francisco. So I we've talked to Kirk about this before though, so you know he feels upset, as many people in the Bay Area do. And they're losing the Raiders pretty soon too, so that sucks. But Kirk Morrison currently live out here in Los Angeles, covers the Rams for their radio network, does work for Sirius XM, does college football for ESPN as well. All around star. Yeah.
2: See him on ESPN filling in on first take. Big things. Yeah, and now hes hes, he's It te- should have been the last take. That was the best first take I've ever seen. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Kirk
4: killed it, <laughs> and he's gonna kill it in the next segment. We hope he's uh, his plane just landed. As a matter of fact, down in Baton Rouge, so he's gonna take a few minutes, which we appreciate. He's gonna join us and uh, go around the NFL, talk to some major topics here on the F podcast. Kirk Morrison coming up next. Don't go anywhere. F and A
1: Cotton.
4: Back in on the F&A Podcast, Adam Ausland and Kevin Figures with you. Adam, one of our favorites, is back on the show after a long hiatus.
2: Yeah, it's time to bring back an old friend for the first time in almost two years here on the F&A Podcast. Why so long? Because we made a mistake thinking he was sleeping with the enemy, but then we realized we don't have an enemy or anyone to sleep with, for that matter. <laughs> so back on the F&A podcast is the former San Diego State Aztec star who went into the league and had the most difficult job in the NFL making up for Jamarcus Russell's mistakes by playing great defense for That's the hard. silver and black. Yeah, this former Raiders stud linebacker is now known as the king of Oaktown, home of the whistle. Well, you want to It's Captain Kirk Morrison back on the F&A podcast. Of course, you now hear him on the Rams broadcast. You see him on ESPN. You read him on The Athletic, which I signed up for earlier today. No joke. You hear him also on Sirius XMNFL radio. And don't forget to follow him at Kirk Morrison. Kirk, what's up, man? Thanks for coming back on the show.
9: No, thanks, fella. Thanks for having me. How we doing? We're doing Amazing. good. It's much
2: better now that you're here. Yeah. So, Kirk, uh, a lot of people went into this season, and they were saying maybe the Rams take a step back because they won't be able to sneak up on anybody this year. But we have not seen any signs of that happening so far. So how much better can this year's Rams team be than last year's?
9: Well, you got to understand, it's not necessarily thinking about maybe taking a step back. Is you look at their roster, they improved their roster from last year to this year. I mean, they, obviously there are some guys who they let go and traded away, I'm like Robert Quinn, Ogletree, Tavon Austin, but then they upgraded in those areas too. And we're talking about bringing in Brandon Cooks, Marcus Peters, Aqib Talib, and Dominican Sue, and then add on to the guy that you already had. I thought they bolstered this roster a little bit more. And to me, I just look at a team that is now really catching their stride in year two of Sean McVay. And they're bringing along some new guys that weren't a part of it last year. But now when you see them play so far this year, it's a fun group, man. They, they really pull for each other. They play for each other. Uh, there's no egos. It's everybody just doing their job, and it's been fun to watch for the first couple weeks of the season.
4: Kirk, you mentioned it being a fun group. I know a lot of people expressed concern at some of the personalities they brought into that locker room this offseason. And Dominick Sue, with his history. Marcus Peters has had some issues. Aqib Tlaib, people thought maybe it would actually be some disjointed, uh, had some disjointed personalities fired up in that locker room. JaVale McGee was a weird signing. Negative. <laughs> negatively, but it doesn't seem to have had a negative impact. If anything, it's been positive. You're around this team a lot. What kind of impact have those guys had, we know, on the field, but just in that locker room?
9: Well, I think the biggest thing was when Sean McVay first talked about signing those guys and you know, bringing them all in, the one thing, he said, look, they all have one thing in common. They all love football. They love football, and they play at the highest level. Now, there's been some things off the field, maybe, or you know flags, or Things that you know don't necessarily pertain to football, but when that whistle blows, you can arguably say that the guys who they brought in are are the best at their position in the league. You can rank them in terms of that, and I think that's what you see so far. And then also too, the funny thing is when you walk into this Rams locker room, it's I think it's it's funny that the guys who would probably walk in another locker room would be the best player. And I think when they all walk into this Rams locker room, you look at it and you're like, I'm not the best player on this team. I'm a piece. But, you know, you look to your left and, oh, there goes Todd Gurley. You look to your right. Oh, there's Aaron Donald. Oh, that's Tlaib. That's Peters. And I think that there's a shared responsibility of not only the leadership, but there's a shared responsibility of everybody doing their job. Where I look at maybe if they went to some other places or they're at their old teams, it would be different because everyone looked at them, whether they won or lost, it was always them as the focal point of why the team didn't have success or why they did have success.
2: Yeah, they're looking around and thinking they're in Hawaii at the Pro Bowl or something like that with these teammates. It's Kirk Morrison joining us here on the FNA Podcast. Kirk, you know the defensive side of the ball as well as anyone. Does this team have the potential not just to be a great defense this year, to but to maybe be a historically great defense, be up there with the Bucks or the Ravens or the Seahawks or the Broncos of the past few years?
9: I think so. I think they're still working. Uh, They've got some challenges ahead, though. I think the Raiders had a great game plan in week one, and Wade Phillips in the second half took some of those things away. Uh, The Arizona Cardinals are a complete dumpster fire at the moment. Uh, Hopefully they can get that thing fixed up. So I look at the Rams having an opportunity this week to go up against, I think, a guy who's going to be in the Hall of Fame someday in Phillip Rivers. I think he's got those kind of credentials. He's got that resume. And you got Keenan Allen, Tyrell Williams, Mike Williams, they got an offense that can put points up on the board. And then immediately right after that you play you go up against I think the best team in the NFC right now, which is the Minnesota Vikings. I got the Rams and Vikings really one A and one B. You can kinda of flip flop who you have as A and who you have as B. So we'll learn more about the Rams defense over the next couple of weeks, but what we've seen so far is a suffocating defense, guys making plays all over and to me it's fun. So, like I said, to watch them play because you can hear the communication, you can see. It's almost as if they've been playing with each other for a very long time, where it's a lot of new pieces on a defense that's really you know evolved, and they revolve around a guy like Aaron Donald.
4: He is Kirk Morrison, host and analyst for the Rams Radio Network. He mentioned they're facing the L.A. Chargers, almost as San Diego again, the L.A. Chargers this coming weekend in the Battle of Los Angeles. Now, Kirk, you brought up Phillip Rivers, who's been doing it for a long period of time, likely on his way to the Hall of Fame, like you mentioned. The guy on the other side, Jared Goff, coming off of a horrible rookie season, played phenomenal last year, and a lot of that has carried over into this season. The conversation has come up, as it seems to do with any young quarterback who has success you know Whether or not he's a system quarterback, and if he was in some other system with less talent around him, would it be playing this well, or is it McVay's system that's making him look as good as he looks? How yeah, much if he had it, Jeff Fisher as his head coach? He'd be screwed. How much of this is his individual talent? How much of it is a system, or is it a mesh between the two, or is this conversation just stupid in general when people bring up whether or not a quarterback is a system quarterback?
9: Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think Joe Montana, people called him a system quarterback, and they said, well, I got system rings so you know (laughs) it's like you know it's obviously a conversation because we always expect quarterbacks to be like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, Drew Brees Um, but those are like the outliers you know these younger quarterbacks coming in um, yeah they're kind of not necessarily game managers but they kind of go to what the defense gives them they're going to play the plays they're going to go out and and do things that the coaches ask them, and as they evolve and they get older, then you are able to freelance a little bit. So I think with any young quarterback, you know, you're going to have to manage the game in the beginning stages of your career, and then as you move on, you become, you know, the the, the quarterback in which everybody envisions you to be. I mean, Philip Rivers didn't just come out slinging the rock like that. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers had to wait to his opportunities, you know, in uh, in Green Bay when Brett, Brett Favre had to walk away. Same thing with Tom Brady. They didn't do it in their first couple of years. They had to wait, and they've evolved, and they've become this, you know, these elite quarterbacks. So yeah, it's a funny conversation to have now. It's like, oh, he's a game manager. Well, tell me who wasn't a game manager when they first started, and then you tell me how they end their career. I think Jared Goff was on a similar path.
2: I mentioned Jeff Fisher there for a second, Mr. Seven and 7-9. And since Sean McVay has taken over, he's turned Todd Gurley back into the star we thought he could be. But can he go next level this season? Can he possibly be the MVP of the league, Kirk?
9: Yeah, you know, that's a possibility. You know, we saw it last year, just uh, his production and what he can be able to do. Um, but I think it, it, this year, with so many other weapons around him, um, they can spread the football around. They can do so much more this year. But I think almost to a point where his numbers may be down from where they were a year ago, but yet the team is so much better. It's crazy to say that. Um, Look, he's still the focal point of this team. Regardless of whatever happens, it it starts through him every single game. If he's going, this team is going. So when you throw the MVP word out there, it's like, yeah, you can see he's got an MVP potential, but I think the team is so much better offensively than they were a year ago that he can have less numbers, and yet the team has more success. It's weird like that, but that's the way I see it.
7: You
4: cover the Rams, obviously, on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, but you cover the league as a whole. Adam mentioned you co-host on XM NFL Radio with our guy Cole Wright on the final drive a couple of nights a week. From talking about one running back to another, and Le'Veon Bell's holdout with the Pittsburgh Steelers, Just how bizarre of a situation is that when you have his offensive lineman on the eve of the season beginning basically throwing the guy under the bus publicly and most of the time, and you're a player, Kirk, you can speak to this, when a player holds out, you almost never talk about another player holding out or mess with another player's money. Just what was your reaction to the offensive line uh, uh, talking that way about Le'Veon Bell publicly and just your thoughts on Le'Veon's holdout as a whole?
9: Well, I just thought the offensive line just assumed and everybody in Pittsburgh assumed that, oh, you know, come week one, Le'Veon Bell will be there. And when he didn't show up, everybody was like, oh, he's hurting the team. He's not on the contract. The team didn't offer the contract that he felt would be able for him to be compensated. So the contract that he's got offered right now was just what the league mandates him to have because of the collective bargaining agreement. So you can never look at a man's money. You can never look at a man's why he's sitting out, what is he doing? You know what I mean? Because you don't understand it and he's not in it. So I think the offensive line and guys are just, obviously they're frustrated because they were talking about it. You know what I mean? They're like, that's been the story. Hey, what about Lev Bell, Lev Bell? And guys just get frustrated, man. He should be here. He should be here. No, he doesn't have to be there. He gets there when he wants to because this is what the rules allow him to do. You know what I mean? Like, the rules allow him to sign whatever he wants to sign, and he'll come in and be ready to go. And obviously, look, he's not there, and he's not the problem right now in Pittsburgh. This is a team that is tied against the Cleveland Browns and then got you know beat up uh, you know by the, the Kansas City Chiefs the other day. So that's not on Lev Bell. That's on the team. And I think now you're starting to sense the frustration and possibly why Lev Bell may have sat out for a little bit to – the, the Pittsburgh Steelers always got to get their act together in the beginning of the year. They'll catch their stride. They'll be right where they want to be toward the end of the year. But for right now, they've got some problems over there. And to me, it's not because of left Bill.
4: Do you think it's a big deal at all? Some fans have been talking pretty pretty negatively about Le'Veon Bell because he's he's putting himself out there. There's video of him out there making a rain at a strip club. He's riding on yachts and doing buggies, and he had an album release party the other day. Uh, Do you does that sit negatively with players in the locker room, or does none of that matter? And do you think that the optics of it is uh, is a negative stigma attached to him when people feel he should be out there with his team?
9: Is he under contract? He's not. He's not. You know. (laughs) And that's something, but people have to realize he's not under contract. A lot of the fans are gonna be upset because they draft him in the first round of their fantasy, and that's why I always wait until the week one, right before week one, to do a fantasy draft because you never know how these things pan out. I mean, I do a Tuesday night before the Thursday game, and I think people are starting to realize, I don't know, like I draft the Le'Veon Bell. He's not showing up yet because he's not under contract, and if he's not under contract, he doesn't have to do the things that a lot of people are asking him to do, or they should be, or he should be doing. And so, look, you got to take it by case by case basis. In his case, is that look, I want I don't want to be signed for one year. I want some long term guaranteed money for me to go out there and put my you know my body on the line. And I get it. Not everybody's going to be in Le'Veon Bell's shoes, but he is trying to set precedent. And look, other teams didn't have to worry about that. You look at David Johnson in the, the Cardinals; they went ahead and took care of um, took care of you know took care of the contract situation. Same thing with the Rams; they got it done. With Ty Gurley, I think Lev Bell wants to have that same kind of courtesy, but it's too late now. That that water's already gone under the bridge, and now this is something that the Kittsburg Steelers have now created, and they've got to they, they they've made they've uh, you know laid in this bed. Now they got to make it. This is this is who they are.
2: Kirk, you were a physical player as a linebacker, of course. I think you had over 100 tackles your first five years consistently in the league. How difficult would it be, and how difficult do you think it is for players right now having to adjust to all these new rules that limit big hits? I'm sure you saw that Clay Matthews sack on Kirk Cousins that could have changed and I think did change the outcome of that game last week. But just talk about from your perspective how difficult it is on these defensive players right now.
9: Uh, it's difficult, but At the same time, you're a professional, and you have to practice it. You have to go out and do it. You have to change. The NFL is changing. You must change. If you don't change, you won't be playing in the league. Yeah, it's frustrating, but this is why you're a professional athlete. This is why you're playing at the highest level, that you can go out and work and try to figure out, how do I not have this happen again? And we've seen the number of those helmet-to-helmet hits from the preseason. They've gone down dramatically. And for the guys who still do it, they are kicked out of the game. And that's remember that was the talk of preseason. We're not talking about that anymore. Now we're talking kind of the hit that that Clay Matthews had on you know obviously Kurt Cousins. But that's an issue that we've seen with the quarterbacks. They're going to protect those quarterbacks. So that's almost a different kind of deal than what we're talking about with the helmet rule. Look, there are new rules. You got to adhere to them. If you don't, you won't play. That's the way I was taught as as a as a player. Hey, if you don't do what's right, if you want to hold or illegal contact for five yards, I can't put you on the field because you're going to cross those penalties. You're going to cross those yards. That's what I think NFL players have to learn, and they will do that. Look, is it difficult? Yeah, I'm not saying it's easy. Not at all. But I have seen it after, you know, obviously, you know, doing college football as well. You know, I've seen the targeting rule and what it's done for college football, and it's really taken the head out of the game. I think it's going to be the same for the NFL.
4: Kirk, the team that drafted you, the Raiders start out 0-2. They got blown out the second half against the Rams, like you talked about earlier. But really close towards the end, they're at the Denver Broncos. And of course, the two minute drill at the end of the game where they man, they really could have used the pass rush against that Denver offensive uh, defensive line. And uh they're hard to find pass rushes. Didn't work out for them. Uh John Gruden's trolling us, right? When he has these answers talking about like, you know, pass rushes are hard to find and yeah, uh, you know what, we gotta figure out different ways to generate pass, he knows that many people are making fun of him for all this, right? He ha- He's not dumb enough to think that we don't know that he's trolling us, right?
9: Yeah, yeah. He's just – he's in a in a, in a a mindset of, you know, obviously they know they had to make a decision, and he's going to have to, you know, live with that decision. That's going to be his mark on the Raiders, on his second, you know, coming or his return to the Silver and Black Coast team. Uh, look, I don't think that they wanted to trade Khalil Mack, but when they look at the, how much he was going to get, because it happened pretty quickly after Aaron Donald signed his deal, the Raiders weren't going to come close to that. They were not going to come close to that number. And so they had to trade him. They had to do what they felt was best for the organization. And moving forward, look, I'm I'm not ready to degrade it just yet. I mean, it's the knee-jerk reaction because it's right now. We'll see in the next two to three years if this team progresses. But for right now, they don't have a pass rush. They're trying to lean on the guys that they drafted. And look, it's going to be tough for them. They, They know that. I mean, it's they, they, hard passions are hard to come by. and I, I, I agree with him on that. But I think that they weren't willing to pay the price, in which I guess Chicago was going to do and what other teams were going to do for Khalil Mack. And until then, you're going to suffer from it. So, yeah, he's trolling because he knows that, look, it's a difficult thing to do in the National Football League. is the fact the quarterback, and they don't have a guy who can consistently get there.
2: Kirk, quickly, last one for you. What type of impact can Josh Gordon have paired with Tom Brady? He's not going to turn into Randy Moss from 2007, is he?
9: Well, we'll see. He'll have a package of plays probably this week, uh, maybe next week. Uh, we'll see in terms of what he can do. I can tell you this. If you're able to take the top off the defense, look, you are just you have value in the National Football League. There's just no question about it. We saw it last week with Deshaun Jackson, um, you know, taking a top off the defense. We've seen it. Uh, Brandon Cooks and what he's doing with the Rams locally, when you have guys that have that kind of speed, it makes the defense have to worry about them. I mean, Tyreek Hill is just tearing the league apart right now because of his speed. That you always have to have someone deep. You always have to have someone with eyeballs on them, and if you have that guy, which Josh Gordon is supposed to be, I think that's what's going to open up a lot of I think some of those pass plays for Rob Gronkowski, who didn't have anything last season. I mean, well, sorry, last game, which the Jacksonville really took advantage of that
4: the great kirk morrison joins us once again on the fna podcast been too long you can listen to him once again on the rams radio network that we have in the broadcast of the chargers and the rams this coming weekend he'll also do some college football as a matter of fact he's down there in baton rouge calling louisiana louisiana tech versus lsu and of course uh always uh does uh, does big work and we appreciate you joining us and uh have some gumbo
2: for me down there brother
9: I will, man. Sounds good, fellas.
2: Enjoy interviewing Ed O'Dron. Yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs>
9: that will be fun. <laughs> Thank you, Kirk. We appreciate
2: uh, it. It's good to
4: hear from you.
9: All right, no problem. Thanks, guys.
4: Awesome. Thanks again, Kirk. We really appreciate it, man. I know you're really busy, so...
9: Oh Yeah, all good. No worries.
4: All right. Take care, brother. Okay, man. All
9: right.
2: All right. All right. Bye.
4: Later. Bye. Peace.
2: There he goes, Kirk Morrison. At Kirk Morrison on Twitter yep. is where you can find him. And the Khalil max situation is not going to go away anytime soon, especially if they lose again this week and go 0 yeah. 3.
4: Well, it's not even about them losing. It's just the way they lose. It's just like you when lose. You're that close you know? against the
2: Broncos. Right. And you have to get a stop at the end of the game. Yeah. It's just going to highlight the fact of what you're missing.
4: And he puts up, he has the same, if not better, numbers in the Raider defense as a whole. He has a couple Ooh. of sacks. So do they. He has a forced fumble. So do they. He's recovered two fumbles. They've recovered one.
2: Did they have a touchdown (laughs) He has a pick
4: six. No. (laughs) No. So, Khalil Mack has better numbers than the Raiders' defense as a whole. So, what does that tell you? Now, to Kirk's point, John Gruden had to know this was going to be the incoming. You knew that he was going to make an immediate impact, he being Khalil Mack, once he went to Chicago, and there are going to be growing pains with this trade. And we said it. You're not going to see the actual fruits of this trade and see who actually, quote-unquote, won it for four years. Because even after those guys are drafted – you know, unless you draft some superstar who comes and lights the league on fire, you know, those guys have to develop after a couple of years after you take them.
2: And he is trolling or is stupid with some of the quotes he's had post-game, talking about it's hard to find a pass rush. I just can't think he's that or stupid. Or a pass rusher. I refuse There's to believe he's that stupid. to believe he
4: doesn't know what stupid. he's
2: doing. Yes. I mean, he's I, getting off on this right now yeah. because he thinks he's going to have the last laugh. He does.
4: <laughs> and that's exactly what it is. Because I saw, initially I just heard the soundbite. I went back and watched the video of it, and the person that asked him, and I think the person that asked him was kind of trying to Were go- they leading? Yeah, trying to goad him a little bit, too. He was like, how hard is it to find a good pass rusher? And before he answers, he has this giant smirk, <laughs> and is very measured before he starts
2: talking. <laughs> John Gruden knows exactly what's going on right now. Yeah, and so does uh, Marquette King and his yeah. video with I John know. Gruden and the Chucky doll and what? the money around it. What had
4: I said the last two years on this podcast? Mark Ed King was my favorite Raider player, and he was the freaking punter. <laughs> the Raiders suck. Because of stuff like that. Now, stuff like that's he probably why he got
2: cut. Exactly. <laughs> Too <laughs> big of a personality for what they need. <laughs> I don't care, Adam. I love the guy, all right?
6: Yeah. And uh, you, know, you know what hurt he more? He original. What
4: hurt more than anything was the penalties. I don't need my punter getting unsportsmanlike conduct penalties for mocking people on the sideline. I think that more than anything, outside of the fact that he had the giant personality, which right. didn't
2: help. You want to talk about staying in your lane? Yeah,
4: that's I think that, and that's where it turns you off.
2: I don't need my punter getting no. us 15 yard penalties. He did look pretty good, didn't he? Rush for like a 30 yard gain one time on against a fake Jacksonville, pun or a muff punt or something. That was during their
4: magical 2016 year. Uh, they beat Jacksonville when Jacksonville still sucked. Something tells you that wouldn't happen now. He tries that S now.
2: Somebody's going to come knock his head off down there in Jacksonville. Yeah. Even their special teams is loaded. They're loaded with heat-seeking missiles missiles
4: and guys who can tackle. Yeah. Someone who could tackle back in the day was Kirk Morrison. I think I told him I won Defensive Player of the Year on Madden with him like three years in a row. (laughs) Beast
2: mode. True story. (laughs) Did you make him actually better? Did his
6: stats
4: nope. or did his attributes so, increase? Yeah, so what happens is the more and more you play with a team or a player, depending on how well your team does, they get better or worse. And he just got better and better and better. And mm. turned it's like one of the best linebackers in the entire league. He was the Lawrence Taylor version then of he, Kirk Morrison. Then he got too expensive and I had to cut him loose.
2: Oh, yeah. Sorry, Kirk. Like Marquette King. Yeah. Rich
4: I said, I, I can't pay the middle linebacker that much money, man. I'm sorry, brother. You know, you can go to Chicago
2: with Khalil Mack, bro. Well, he was kind enough to still come on our show. Today. That's right. Sorry, Kirk. <laughs> Coming that's, up next. That's why I said it after he got off the air. Someone else who's kind to come on with us every week and talk geek news, or excuse me, TMZ news. Yep. Geek news was on Monday. It's mm-hmm. TK Trinidad. With her TKO of the week coming up as well. I wonder if it'll be a dude since the last couple have been girls. Yeah. Odds say we're yep. in trouble, Kyle.
1: Yeah. Never tell me the odds.
2: But we have to look at the pictures anyways. Yeah. TK Trinidad coming up next with E News here on the FNA podcast. Stick with us. Thanks, Kirk.
7: Hello, what have we here?
1: FNA Cotton, FNA.
4: Back in on the FNA podcast, Kevin Figures and Adam Ausland with you once again. To Get in touch with the show, by the way. Twitter, at KFig1s, where you can find me. You can find Adam at follow Adam A. Coming up, we got the big Spider-Man video game for PlayStation 4 giveaway. That's right. Looking forward to that. And we always look forward to this, one of our favorite people. Unfortunately, not in studio with us this week. But she is indeed back. TK's bringing you that heat.
1: You that heat. The latest news gossip and all that.
2: TK,
0: what's up? Hey
2: guys. We missed you in studio, but you're here, so that's cool.
0: Oh well, thank you. And your phone Uh, usually sounds good, shockingly. My phone, well, I mean, it is a a Galaxy. It's a
2: thing. Oh. Oh, Adam likes that. You got the S9 or whatever it is?
0: Yes, I got the S9 Edge, on a little discount, a little hookup from Samsung. You got the Edge. So the whole
2: screen is like covering the front of it. It's everywhere. It's all glass.
0: However, everything else I have is a a Mac, so go figure. But, you know, it is what it is. How
2: does that work? The hell?
0: Um, uh, Speaking about somebody who's not a Mac, uh, Machine Gun Kelly. uh, There has been a a beef uh, between uh, the white rappers for grade. grade, Or for grade, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Eminem and Machine Gun Kelly have been going back and forth. Machine Gun Kelly went on breakfast Club today. and pretty much says he has nothing to do with this old man. He's irrelevant. Um, he's sorry, he already apologized for talking about Haley, who's Eminem's daughter, and Eminem just needs to get a life. Um, so, you know, according to the, now it kind of sounds like Eminem brought all this back up because he's trying to sell records, and it's not as authentic as we thought uh, it was, which is kind of interesting now, given machine, machine Machine MDK, I'll just say that. Um, he said he already apologized for that years ago. He had contact, ha- contacted Eminem's uh, manager. And um, said, you know, it's what I just want to say. He apologized to him. And, you know, now 2018, because that happened back in 2012. Now 2018, you know, M has like three songs to him.
4: Yeah, some people think this is all just like manufactured between M and Machine Gun Kelly. Like the white rappers are trying to step up and make a giant beef and make something happen. I don't know if I go that far and say yeah, it's a conspiracy. Wow. But I will say, first of all, Eminem knew it was going to you know, cause a groundswell of controversy when he opens up the first track of the album and starts going after everybody, mm-hmm. especially someone like Machine Gun Kelly.
2: Most of the album is a diss track on Kamikaze. No. I'd say there are good raps on there. There's good writing. There aren't a lot of good songs. <laughs>
0: it's good not... raps on there. Oh, my gosh. There okay. are.
2: The good flows. Okay. Good cadence. <laughs> I like Eminem. And I like the difficulty and technical degree of all his raps on that album. The problem is most of the songs aren't that listenable. So he you has mean a there are of bad choruses? So
4: there's a good, there are good bars, but not actually good song. Individual bars. Yeah. Lyrically, it's strong.
2: If, so you mean, you, the, if you're going so after you mean the
4: production? So you mean the production around
2: certain? I'm just trying to separate. It doesn't have good choruses. Okay. It. It's not that, there's not that many catchy things. And you can say, well, it's a rap, it's Eminem. He had a lot of catchy stuff before. Sure. Yeah, he man, had like, a lot of hits.
0: Rap, rap T- is not necessarily about, like, like some rap does have choruses, but that's not necessarily what it's predicated on. I do agree with you. There were good, what do you call it, raps? <laughs> and have yeah,
6: W-R-A-P-S.
0: Really R-A-P-S. <laughs> <laughs> and they'd have some really great verses. Um, I don't. I don't think they were working together, but I think because Eminem obviously hasn't he hasn't put out as many albums as some other folks. But the albums that he puts out, he he said in the interview. I don't know if you saw the interview with Sway, that he puts a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into these uh, into these albums.
2: So, and f bombs, blood, and sweat, F-bombs. tears, all kinds of f bombs. Mm-hmm. And
0: then I, I think he knew. Whoops, I think he knew what was going to happen when he did that, and. You know, his last album, he didn't really do, he had, he had said his last album didn't do too very well, and he was really upset about that. So maybe he was just trying to bring more attention to that album.
2: He's, and he's responding to the critics of that album, and Kevin and I were on this show. I didn't think his last album was very good, and he's acknowledged that, but... I love the wit that he has. He, he's probably the best battle rapper that I've ever heard, at least. Best mainstream one
4: for sure. There are some yeah. guys who do nothing but battle rap who will probably murder him. And but generally,
2: yeah, yes. The Kill Shot track that went after MKG, as you said, TK, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was a perfect response to MKG's Rap Devil song. Yeah. Mm hmm. Which um, wasn't I mean, which wasn't the most sides. terrible.
4: Oh, Tim Cates was all up in arms about that. Tim, uh, uh, yeah. Adam, you should have saw that. Tim, Tim rolled into the studio. Yo, you see Machine Gun Kelly's response to Eminem? I was like, first of all, I didn't even know you knew who Machine Gun Kelly was. <laughs> like that, I'm fu- down. First of all, like, TK, this is a guy we work with here at the station, as white as you can get. Outside, <laughs> uh-huh.
7: he he
4: and his and his, and our colleague Matt Money Smith are probably the two whitest people you'll ever meet in your life. So to see him come kick in the door tell me about this new Waving the rap song and he's showing me this video, like, oh, Machine Gun Kelly at this one great one great bar, and you call it a bar. See, I
2: can relate to you, Kevin. I know a- what's up.
4: About- oh, boy. <laughs> so I just thought that was really Urban fun. Urban song of the day right here. Yeah, yeah, I, I-, I guess so. I guess oh, so. But I think a couple of the tracks are pretty good from uh, from Kamikaze. The one he does with joint with Lucas is excellent. It just so-
2: feels like less of an album and less of songs and more of just diss tracks just put together in a collaboration on an album than an actual uh, album that sounds... That
4: has actual concept attached to it? Is it, that your problem with yeah, it? Yeah, I, I don't, don't m- even
2: need a concept album, huh. but each track sounds so different. It sounds like they were just recorded. It's more like B-sides Like almost. a stream of conscious kind uh. of thing?
4: Yeah. I actually like it. I thought the album was excellent. I, I did, it's it's way
2: better than the last album.
4: No, I don't think the, well, the
6: bar wasn't very high for this.
0: Well, so you is somebody who's getting, are supposed to be getting way better. Demi Lovato, so she had this uh, breakdown, drug drug overdose a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in rehab in the, the East Coast. Uh, she has since moved over to somewhere else. And in that time, Wilmar Valderrama yep. uh, has been visiting her. It's a lot people, you guys who know, they were dating uh, for years. They broke it up. But now, you know, he's his biggest, like, he's now her biggest supporter. Now, um, we don't know if they're together, um, but, you know, in relationships, depending on what type of relationships you have with some folks, sometimes, even though you might not be together, they're always going to be your biggest supporter. And he seems like one of those people that no matter, you know, where they are in life, if something happens, he's going to drop, you know, whatever he's doing and uh, support her. So, you know, hopefully she's getting well and everything's going well with her.
2: Cause he knows if he doesn't, Red Foreman's coming his way with a foot up his ass. You
8: dumbass! <laughs> oh my
2: goodness. Or you still care about him? We saw this with Chloe and Lamar
4: Odom when he was going through his last thing. She was clearly with Tristan Thompson at that point.
2: Ariana still cared about Mac Miller,
4: right? So oh this is goodness. not totally uncommon. It's true.
0: Well, no, it's a little bit different. The reason how? What I'm saying is different is that they already like they've dated other people and. You have or some people are lucky enough to have people that you might have been in a relationship with and you no longer want to be uh, in a relationship with that person or, you know, it's not going to work. But that person, there's still a friendship beyond uh, beyond that. With um, with Kloy Kardashian, you know, when she went and cared for Lamar Odom, guaranteed Lamar Odom wasn't going through his drug problems whole, that whole entire time, they would still be married.
4: So you were saying so, that Wilmer Valderrama and uh, Demi Lovato would still go and have lunch and actually be friends even though they were broken up. Exactly. Is that what you're saying? And they had both yeah. moved
2: on?
0: They both did move on. They both were dating other people. I mean, And Lamar
2: not, Odom hadn't moved on with going to the Bunny Ranch? It yeah, seemed he like moved, he had a lot of new yes, relationships. He moved on to a whole oh, bunch course. of
4: different people at one time.
0: Oh, goodness. So moving on. You can't
2: move Waka on Waka Waka from
4: Flame. VTB. <laughs> That's right.
0: Waka Waka Flame, uh, he is up in arms with the NFL just uh, announced for their halftime <laughs> their halftime show, which is I now I really understand because when I first read this I'm like, oh like oh, I was so upset. Now I understand why he's upset. They for their halftime show in Atlanta the A. ATL? ATL. is going to be Maroon Five.
4: Yeah, who doesn't love Adam Levine? Come on. No.
2: Come on, TK.
0: ATL is You wanted
2: Outcast. I did too.
0: You could do outcast you could do ludicrous um, you could do ludicrous Luda. you could do voice to men, you could do abc you could do like you can go back in the crate you could do usher there's so many people that rep, uh, rep a lot of
2: people have done usher and they mm, paid for it so exactly. oh
0: there's so many people that rep that rep alana that they could have used and done and or they could have did a whole collaboration like um, brought back um so, so death there's so many things that they could have done and. They didn't do that. They did Maroon okay.
6: 5.
4: I, I guess I understand. I, I brought this up on the air yesterday on our midday show and on Petros and Matt, but only half jokingly about it. You realize that the Super Bowl is a corporate event for a lot of rich white folk. You are not about to have Ludacris and Jermaine Dupri and, God forbid, Migos and Welcome Future Atlanta. on stage yelling, talking about walk it like I talk it. As amazing as that would be, you have to have someone that has wide commercial appeal. And by the way, the NFL has almost never done this. When Prince performed at the Super Bowl, where was that? That was South Beach. That wasn't in Minnesota. Now he was dead by the time they did Minnesota, so maybe they could have brought him
2: back. I don't know. He was dead (laughs) anyway. Well, he was back. It's never been
4: geographically geographically, um, um, – that's never been a factor in their determining who performs. It never has been.
0: See, here's a flaw to your argument. Okay. Here's here's the thing. You're saying it's, you know, white folks, old rich money, da 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 and it's not mainstream, but everything around us, down to the McDonalds commercials, the Coke commercials, is hip hop or some variation of it. So even though, for instance, you're not gonna do the Migos, you could have done a collaboration or had somebody that had a little bit more soul to them that would bring out the Migos and that would bring out other people where it's representing Atlanta. I understand um, no matter where the Super Bowl it doesn't have to play you know presidents to okay it's we're going to represent the state with all these artists because obviously like a place like I don't know South Dakota they're not going to have as many artists as a place like Atlanta. A place like Atlanta is known for its artists. So it's just kind of like you know, you could have did, um, Usher is mainstream, beyond the, the whole herpes, scares, and all that. Like, he has an incredible body of work that you could have done that people are aware of and people know of. And the thing is, too, Maroon 5, their, their latest, like, if you compare the two, they still have, they both have great bodies of work. I'm not saying Maroon 5 is terrible is a bad choice, but, you know, Usher would have been just as comparable.
2: Let me rebuff that, though, because they always have other artists who come up on stage and they're saying that Cardi B and Travis Scott might be the artists that come on stage with Maroon 5. Maybe so Was they're getting the, the entire demographic. They're getting every. They're going to make everybody happy eventually. If
4: they end up doing it, which they might. Look, they got they got backlash because M- when Missy Coldplay Elliott came
2: out of nowhere with Katy Perry, it's when, like what <laughs>
4: when Coldplay did their thing and people were all pissed off and they had to throw Beyonce and Bruno Mars in there because nobody wanted to see Coldplay apparently.
0: Exactly, and this is the thing. So that it's what exactly what the whole thing that you just said, Adam and Kevin, is that they pick these people that nobody really cares to see, but they're they're apparently catering to this demographic. And then people get up in arms, and then they bring a Cardi B. Not to say, Cardi B doesn't necessarily have the body of work that can cover a halftime show, but there are other people who could. So are you trying to say, or are they trying to say, we're going to pick, you know, the white is right, and then, okay, everybody's up in arms, so we're going to throw some pepper into that? like
4: Yeah, they are going to pick something that is generally safe. And Maroon 5 is very popular, whether you like him or not. And I'm not the biggest fan of theirs. They got a song or two that I'm okay with. But they are generally, universally, globally popular. They will headline them, and then maybe they'll sprinkle in somebody else on the backside. Maybe they will sprinkle Usher in. He has a big enough profile. That's fine. I understand that. But they're not going to Yeah, lead. but
0: then that just seems, that just seems, um, that's just, it's ridiculous. I, like, ju- I you
2: think get- they do this intentionally.
0: To get even
2: more pub out of it, and then everybody talks about it, and eventually, usually, everyone's somewhat happy. There's something for everyone.
4: It's not like they have a giant aversion to hip-hop. If you listen to Jay-Z, he says he's been offered a couple of times, and he's turned it down. So right. I don't know why he'd have any reason to lie about it, but generally speaking, as a headliner, they just have had an aversion to rap, even though I know it permeates through TV ads and we see it on Twitter well, and social media, as popular as it is, is, let's not their general clientele, we just well, know who they're ca- trying to cater to, and they feel like a wide appeal to majority of people of all ages will be something safer like Maroon 5 or some other global rock U2, somebody right, like that. Not,
0: do, like, rap. So maybe maybe I misspoke. Okay. Now let's not do, like, rap. So, for instance, a Jay-Z headlining um halftime wouldn't be the greatest thing. Like He's not
4: I a showman. Wu-Tang, I agree.
0: Yeah. I saw Wu-Tang on stage. It was just literally just 12 dudes jumping up and down, yep. which is fine. I appreciate the music, but there is no performance to it. If they had a Jay-Z and uh Beyonce like they have with the on-the-run tour, that makes more sense. So, like I said, going back to somebody like Usher, who is a performance, who is a showman, that would be a good thing, and then you could sprinkle in like Atlanta rappers like Outkast and stuff like. That. Even though Outkast might, Even the way that Andre 3000 is just you know doing his thing, if they bring out Eric Badu and do you know like they could create something. There's there's far and few between as far as rap act that can actually have that performance to it. But something like an R and B singer who also can segue into rap that would be good too. Yeah. But I understand it. I understand why Rakka Parker Flame is um, upset. But I also see, you know, maybe, maybe they are doing it to generate more hype for the halftime show, and they feel like, you know, mainstream is no longer people like Norman Five and people are going to be up in arms, therefore causing more attention. Because now if you see, like, people, you know, with, I don't even know if anybody knows what to feel. Like, should we watch football? Should we not watch football? Are we kneeling? Are we, kneeling? Are we not kneeling? There's players who are. There's players who are. has a deal with Nike. It's very confusing as far as um, how you should, what you should feel with the NFL. That's for
6: some and for football.
4: some they just want to watch football and they don't care about any of the stuff that any of the controversy that surrounds it.
0: Let's not forget exactly. the
2: Black Eyed Peas once hosted as the headliner you know, speaking for of trash, the Super Bowl.
4: Good God. That
2: did not go well and yeah. Usher actually came he, Usher, up then. He did. So did slash it was terrible. They should have stayed in the studio.
4: You know a, a rapper that oh, would no. now he's not much of a performer either in terms of dancing but who has crossover top 40 type of appeal and I'm not his biggest fan and we've talked about it a lot will be Drake. Drake at oh, yeah. this, at right now will be almost the perfect. Yeah. If you're trying to get rap, hip hop, a yeah. little bit of R and B, someone who has wide appeal across nations, he's yeah. not even he's not even American. He will be an amazing selection right now if you want oh, to you get know, a rap influence. A rap influence, he will be perfect.
0: But I feel even no matter how big of a friend I'm, at, I, I am of Drake. It would have to be Drake and a singer. Like, it, it He'd
4: probably roll people out.
2: There
0: always would always be people. Bruno the Mars
2: played with the chili peppers. Yeah. They always yeah. add somebody else yeah. in.
4: No one does a solo anymore. Nobody's like Michael Jackson. Well, in more ways than one, I guess. Oh, You're not going to... Well, I mean, in a good way. I mean, Michael Jackson shouldn't need to bring nobody else out with him because he's Michael yeah. freaking Jackson. Right. And you know? there were ten of him Yeah. on right. top oh, of the God. peaks of the different sides of the Coliseum, was it? Yeah, it was. It was the, Colise- uh, was it the Rose Bowl. It was the Rose Bowl, okay. wasn't it? It was the Rose Bowl, yeah. That's when Dallas beat Pittsburgh. Was that when Whitney
2: Houston did The Star Spangled Banner. I believe so.
8: Yeah. Oh, if you
2: knelt when Whitney Houston was doing the Star Spangled Banner, I'm sorry. There is no excuse. I'm done.
0: (laughs) So, uh, speaking of somebody who might be a legend eventually, or maybe not, John Jones. um, He's just I I, I met him briefly one time. Super nice guy, incredible spirit. I'm just always disappointed with this guy. So he had a fight with uh, Cormier. um, Got tested for drugs. Turns out he had drugs in the system. The rumor was that he was going to be banned for four years. Turns out he was only going to be banned for fifteen and fifteen months of suspension. So um, he might be in the Octagon in less than two months. So we're gonna see what's gonna happen with that. Um, I don't know if Dana White just really just loves to back him, or there's somebody that because this is if this were anybody else, they would get the
4: four years. Oh uh, well, no, Conor McGregor probably wouldn't. I mean, he's Why? one of his big names, and yeah. one of his big cash cows, and that's the only. Yeah, if it was anybody who didn't have a high profile within exactly. the UFC, absolutely. But this because one of his stars, so it's a very it's favoritism. Yes, it's very much a it's. I mean, like a meritocracy. These, it's a hierarchy when it comes to this sort of thing. It's not fair, but when it comes down to business, you know, it's not always going to be fair.
0: Right, because it's like you look at John Jones's. If you look at over his career and the, the amount of mistakes that he's made, and the fact that like time and time again, like it's supposed to be four years, but it got cut down to fifteen. How does that happen? Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm And then, and then well, they made
2: it retroactively back. because he had been out for that long. Yeah. anyways, they took it oh, back no. to so that
0: accelerates
2: it even more.
4: Right.
0: Right. I, I get that, but it's just kind of like, how does that happen? Meaning that. You went from four to 15 months, and then you're going to be back in the arc. Like, what What strings or who peeled those strings for you? Like, there's no way, you know, it, and, and this is not the first time. It's not the second time. This is not the third time. Multiple
4: times like, with it, this guy. Yeah,
0: and it's just kind of crazy. Mind you, like I said before, um, when I met him, he, he seemed like he had a just a beautiful spirit so i don't know what's going Man, he's on he's not stupid because, either when you yeah, hear him talking
2: mistakes he's but he's guy. an addict he's yeah. got yeah.
0: issues yeah.
2: i mean yeah. he's only lost in the octagon once but he's lost outside the octagon over and over again
0: right but if you have issues then you know instead of because there's going to come there's going to come a point where he's no longer viable as a good fighter right yeah and sure if, he's no. still just 31 I mean, though yeah Right, no, I'm, I'm, I understand that, but there's gonna be, there's gonna come a time where he's not gonna be viable. And so the last mistake that, he, cause he's making all these mistakes. And instead of trying to figure out why he's making these mistakes or putting him into counseling, I'm sure he's done counseling, and all that stuff before. It's just kinda of like one of those things that there he, He keeps getting um, accepted back into the fold, and then one day he's not going to be abused, and he's no longer going to be accepted. And then what happens?
4: You feel like they're almost enabling him by not giving him the punishment that is due to him. Not necessarily the
0: punishment, but more of the why. Well,
4: yeah, I mean, you're not really fully held accountable for all of your your missteps. And a lot of times that can be seen as a way of enabling somebody.
2: Currently, his talent outweighs the headache he is. Eventually, that's going to go the other direction, and then he'll really be
0: in trouble. See, that's what I just said, but thanks, Adam. Uh, person, <laughs> I agree with you. In a different way. That's all. There, another person who uh, probably has not been in trouble, but is going to step back into the ring. Boy, Mayweather has announced that there's going to be a possible um, Pacquiao fight. Um, so, I, why? I don't understand. Because they're going to get
4: paid, TK. that's why. And we're
0: still going to watch. Yeah, I know. I'm I watch, know they're going to get paid. I'm a, flat, I'm a fan of Mayweather. Um, I, I think... From what I know and what I know of this camp and stuff like that, he, he stays in shape. And I think as an athlete who stays in shape, you think you can still go. And since he has been, been doing boxing his entire life, essentially, like it, age is not a thing to him. And and on top of that, Pacquiao, which is around the same age, so it's not somebody younger than younger him. T- I don't know. The last fight, like I think we are, we all are going to still watch. But the the last fight was just as terrible as all of other um, all of Mayweather fights, being that you know he's just that quick. He strings you along, ten rounds, ten rounds go by, and he wins. Um, I do think so... there's some
2: intrigue because. Some people are going to choose to believe that Pacquiao was injured and he could have given a better performance than that. But the truth is, before that fight, Pacquiao wasn't the same going was, back three years. Yeah, it was yeah. done
4: before that. And honestly, yeah. I'd rather see this than see you know him go out, go against the Conor McGregor in the octagon like they were talking about. Oh, so well, at least if Floyd again. is going to fight, I'd rather them actually get in the boxing ring and fight another boxer instead of seeing another debacle again.
0: Oh, no. McGregor's going to happen again. That's going to happen again for sure.
2: I enjoyed the McGregor boxing match against Floyd more than the Pacquiao one. I thought mm. McGregor actually did way better than he should have. Well, I think
4: I he did mean, as well as Floyd allowed him to, too. But that's exactly. just my opinion.
0: I, and and he fought, the, the thing with McGregor is because it's, it's something new. So you have somebody who's a top UFC fighter. They're stepping into the ring. You know They sold it like a WWE match. I mean, Pacquiao doesn't have that. He is not that person. So they sold the match, and now it's just like essentially seeing, you know, uh, a twenty-year-old fight a bear. It's like, okay, well, we, we, you're, you you know what the outcome is going to be, but you still want to watch until it gets, you know, blood, and it's like you don't want to watch anymore. So we're going to see what happens with this. Um, I'm I'm for it, but I'm not for it. However, you never know. For the, this is obviously not scripted, so hopefully Mayweather doesn't get. Too much into himself and think that he doesn't have to put in all the work, like a hundred percent, not like ninety percent. puts in all the work and you know takes the, the fact that you know takes it for granted that he thinks he's gonna win.
7: I don't know the that's
0: guy. Be
4: I don't know him at all, but he's all. I mean, the guys. No one works harder than Floyd Mayweather does. They say his sparring sessions are epic, and so if he's putting himself in the ring, he's not gonna want to embarrass himself. And you're more apt to do that the older and slower that you get. So something right. tells me he's going to end up working harder now than he ever has been. He's going to take it seriously, and why wouldn't you when you're 50-0? And and you don't and want your record to get stained. It's not
2: like he's fighting a young phenom anyways. His opponent true. is in the same boat as he is, right. if not worse. I think there's been more slippage in terms of skill level with Manny Pacquiao than Mayweather.
0: Very true. So another person um, that is having a bit of issues with other rappers, you brought one of the rappers, so Kanye West. He's been doing a lot of uh, video tweeting and all this other stuff recently as of late the last week, week or so. Um, so he uploaded and um, uploaded on Twitter, and he was talking about Drake and uh, Nick Cannon. So Nick Cannon did an interview, and he talked about how he dated or did, you know, depending on how you look at it, uh, Kim K back in the day. Now, Nick Cannon, if you've seen his interviews, he is very open and honest and not in a malicious way. He just tells it as it is. Um, so somebody asked him about it. He mentioned about it. Kanye got upset because it's like, look, you could have just chose not to say anything about it. This is my wife. This is, you know, disrespectful, all sort of stuff. And then Drake, then Drake also made uh, a comment about um, Kanye being in his feelings and all this of stuff, too. So he kind of addressed uh, Drake as well. So Kanye is kind of like he, he has stated in the beginning of the video that he is no longer in the sunken place. He is off the medication and he is thinking clearly. And you know he has all this stuff to say to people who said stuff about him when he was in the sunken place. Him admitting that he was in the sunken place is very weird because the sunken place also pertains to him being in the Kardashian family, which he doesn't acknowledge whatsoever. So I don't know if you saw the movie or not, but that is the latest uh, chapter in Kanye's book for this year.
2: Uh, Is this clap back? Yay! Is this him coming back after everyone that was talking ass?
0: Seems like it. It's more of a like I'm uh, I, I guess you could say in his feelings like he he's very he's very out there as far as how he feels I don't know if he's I think we discussed the interview in Chicago and stuff like that so he just tells you how how he feels versus just either making a song about it or he said he's too grown for that so he's gonna let the world know how he feels about these individuals versus call them so
6: yeah. Okay.
2: All right. Do you think, Kanye? Hard on the sleeve. I mean, we had some Steven Jackson versus Andrew Wiggins' brother talk earlier. He told him how he felt. Mm -hmm. There there you go. There's a lot of that going around.
0: Now, the last thing that is going on is TK's TKO of the week.
1: It's TK's TKO of the week. week.
0: All right. So I totally missed the mark with this one. Uh, Last week um, was the end of power. Did you guys see it?
6: No.
2: I've, I've not, got a lot of catching up to do. You just, mean the series finale? Yes. And yeah, just like last week, or was it
4: two weeks ago? They
2: ran I, out of power.
4: Still, I've yet to see a single episode oh of Power, so I sure as hell have not seen the series finale. Oh, I didn't even know 50 did. Cent was in it. I thought he was producing it. You guys oh both put God. me up on game one I on did that, do so. that
2: a little bit with Lost. Yeah. I hadn't kept up with the show past the first season, and then I tuned in for about half of the series finale and no. laughed and said everyone was stupid that watched it. <laughs> uh,
0: Lost is a good, a good show, by the way, and they actually have another show called Manifest, which seems like a takeoff from Lost, so we'll see how that goes. Because I didn't get into Lost until after the fact. Anywho, going way off topic. Where's that smoke um, monster? No. Yeah. So uh, TK TK of the week goes to Amari Hardwick. So he is one of the main characters. He's ghost on the show. He looks phenomenal indeed. with and without his shirt. Um, just amazing, amazing guy. And I totally, you know, missed the ball and not giving him TK TK of the week when power uh, ended for the season. And it was a really great ending too. Um, I actually got to interview the creator of Power and the, the main writer. And you know, every character that she puts in, she—if you watch it—you're gonna have. A, um, it evokes feelings towards those characters, and it's rare. It's not. I shouldn't say it's rare. A sign of a good show is when you have emotions. You're you're either emotionally dislike them, hate them, love them, whatever, or rooting for them. That's how you know you have a good show on your hands versus, oh, okay, they're just doing this again. So really, really great show. So you should watch it, Kevin. You might get
6: your card
4: revoked if you don't watch it by the end of the year. Oh, whatever, okay? What card? So you and like my what mom TV told me TV I TV was TV? getting my card revoked because I hadn't seen Black Panther. I saw oh, the damn what? movie, what? Pause, okay?
0: Pause. You haven't seen Black Panther? I
4: have seen it now, but I, was, I didn't see it the first three months it was in theaters, and everybody was like, oh,
0: you ain't black. Wait, so you're you dropped d- yeah, out of Wakanda. These are
4: black. How about that, okay? These nuts. So wait,
0: you watch it on Netflix?
2: Uh, no, it's on Netflix now. That doesn't count. No, it's on Netflix
6: oh, okay. now. You
4: better it. at least
2: go into a dollar theater. That's, it doesn't exactly. count if you, Adam, it does count. <laughs> That's boy. how you keep your card. Yeah, you, what the hell
4: are yeah, you talking it about? Does,
0: it doesn't
2: count if you watch it on Netflix. Yes, it does. Yeah, I still yeah, saw the movie. Doesn't. Get up, TK.
4: F both of y'all. Okay, <laughs> but I did not see it on Netflix. I saw it in the theater, and I may have been the only
2: person in there, but damn it, I saw it. So I did
4: gave to the. I gave to the cause. All right. No, I went
2: solo. He hadn't seen oh. that, but he watched the Captain America first movie like five times. It's BS.
0: Three times okay <laughs> wow three wow. times Adam just just kind of laid it out there that's how you that's how you doing us now Kevin okay what doing who's us doing what
4: it's a movie and, you, and I and saw the movie you
0: girl to empty theater that was like a prime opportunity to watch the movie and get a little action
4: I was between shifts at work all right <laughs> Even better, three things you could have got done. I can't win with y'all, Negroes, can I? That was, that was I swear.
2: Am I included in that? No, you are not. Cool. Okay.
4: No, Adam, you are not. <laughs> this is just me and a TK thing on
2: this, on his I,
0: conversation. I was be, uh, just a question.
2: <laughs> no, no. All God. Right. I, I, well, I did see it in theaters. Okay, I'm IMAX. Fine. I mean, IMAX
0: too. Oh boy, I think I think can't Adam take my Wakanda over. card. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <For brainium. laughs>
4: Man, forget both of y'all, right?
2: <laughs>
4: I'm going to come here tomorrow dressed like Prince Akeem from Coming
2: to America. Tell me how
4: black well, I
0: am. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> who was the who, Adam? What happened?
2: <laughs> who was the uh, TKO of the week again? Who was the dude Omari, that I need to look at? Oh, we li- have to Amari look at It's some light-skinned dude. Omari Hardwick. Hardwick.
0: He's not light like Yes,
2: Bree, I know you.
4: What No, he's a light-skinned dude, all right? I'm looking at him uh, right he, now. Yeah,
2: he's the main star of power. I've seen him yeah, in the promotional stuff, so- it. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, he's got his shirt off a lot. Okay, he's got some tats here. Yeah, yeah, he's got his arms crossed. Okay, he's pretty swole.
0: Oh, pretty. He's pretty everywhere.
2: I'm sure he's a better actor than 50 Cent is in the show. Probably not that
4: hard to do. I'm
0: not going to talk about 50 Cent, so you can you can deal with that.
4: Why not? Is that your homie? You know what I talking about him? You don't want no. him going
0: after you on Instagram? Is he hovering? Exactly. Yeah,
4: exactly.
2: Making memes out of you? Speaking of yeah. Mayweather... <laughs> He never stops. I swear,
4: every other day he's doing something to Floyd. He's like, 50, come on, man. Oh,
2: the pettiest
4: of the pettiest. So, okay, so you guys saw those, you know, the Kaepernick ad. They came out with this quote with the Nike swoosh, and everybody was making their own version of it. So 50 mm-hmm. tweeted out his own version of it, and just a bunch of jumbled up letters because <laughs> he says Floyd is illiterate.
6: Because
0: yeah. he has issues. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Uh, well, he
8: said he'd give
2: him ten grand if he read one page of this Harry Potter book on hey, uh, on hey, social media. Recap in the hat, real
4: quick for me. Let me see if you can improve mm-hmm. it.
6: Some green eggs and ham.
4: Uh, all right, thank you, TK. Um, nope. At TK Trinidad, don't say nope. Try try to distance yourself. You're one of us. <laughs> at TK Trinidad is where you can find her. I told well, you. On all social media platforms. She joins us every week for the entertainment news. You can catch her on TMZ as well, as well as After Buzz TV. Check out their YouTube channel. They have a lot of big-time celebrities and dignitaries that roll through there. TK,
0: thanks
2: so much for joining us,
0: as always. No problem, guys. All right, we'll talk to you TK, you're
2: like uh, Chadwick Boseman's sister on this show, you know what I mean? Ooh.
4: Okay. That means, that means you're really smart and you can invent things. And... Still
2: trying to prove I saw Black Panther. Yeah, is that what
4: it
6: is? Right. I'll, I'll
0: give you, you, know, you have like a quarter card. You have a quarter card. quarter card? card.
6: Yeah. Okay. That's a lot more That's than I ever part. had
0: before. It's true. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll talk to you
6: later.
2: All right, TK, we'll talk I'm to Italian, you. And I'm Italian. Bye. Bye. All right, TK. All right, before we get out of here today... We do have to give away. It's the moment we've been waiting for, right? The Spider-Man video game that we teased out last week for the best call on the TalkS hotline this week. You
8: want to talk some
2: shit? And so we're going to go some of those calls now and Mm -hmm. give it away. Plus, we even have some cool Spider-Man music we'll play afterwards because it was from the 90s show. Yes. Now I know this game isn't necessarily, although I think there's some skins you can get for it, some add-ons. Of course, there's DLC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the downloadable content, Correct. so you can expand. There's always add-ons, yes, on these new games, and you could make it look like anime Spider-Man. It just looks very different than the realistic graphics that they normally have that you saw in the preview which looked almost like a movie Mm. (laughs) which says wake up peter (laughs) or get up peter yeah like he's getting up he's remembering and then he jumps up and he goes through the rhino and the vulture and the sinister is mary
4: jane in the game that's all i care about
6: mary jane of
4: course you do okay Josh Gordon. You want to get her? <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that Mary Jane. Oh, okay. That Mary Jane is all around us. You're <laughs> find...
3: smoking too much I'll now probably I go up
4: to another studio, go go upstairs and find that anywhere I want. I'm in love with Mary Jane. I'm talking about the redhead. It's my mate. Oh. I'm talking about the fiery,
7: oh.
2: the one who has some sass to her, Mary Jane.
4: Kirsten Dunst,
2: who looks better and better the older I get. Wow. Well. It's weird.
7: Hello, what have we here? <laughs> that
2: scene where Spider-Man kisses her upside down and she's all wet in the rain and the boobs and everything. It's like, whoa.
4: You know, it's funny. This is more out of your book, but the Mary Jane from the cartoon was actually hotter. And I'm not saying Kristen Dunst is not attractive. Oh, no. Mary, like, Mary Jane, Jane from the cartoon is was bad. an
2: all-time anime type porn thing yeah, that see, weirdos that's, would look at. Yeah, see, that's normally like Adam. Adam is the one who
4: loves like, you know, you think Nala was bad, right? Didn't you say that she were No, so she ain't? Oh, <laughs>
2: my God. I feel so good. We don't know what Simba you and Min- we're doing in the Pride. you or a or? Minnie Mouse or a Daisy Duck guy? Who are you? Uh... Oh, Daisy. Yeah. Oh, Daisy. Yeah. Oh, my God, I feel so good. <laughs> 949-478-1197. But
4: you know what you could do
2: with Pluto's ears? I mean, mean oh God. Oh, my God, God yeah. I feel so good. Jeez. All right. People calling the show.
4: 949-478-1197 to leave us a voicemail. We have four voicemails to get to, which means one of you four
2: callers. End up winning a Spider Man game, right? Yeah, it's not Andre no. from his call on Monday.
4: Which J-
1: oh, but No congrats. Oh, I wish
2: we could give that away.
4: America. Actually, I might just keep that for myself. Speaking of Daisy. The American.
1: but. The mm.
4: ultimate gay fighter. You know it. All right. First caller
8: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Fabian. Just checking in. There's been a lot of soccer talk lately, so I want to throw my hat in there. Champions League starts on Tuesday. It's Monday at 6, pretty much um my team is manchester city if anybody wants to bet to see if their team will go further than them you're welcome to hit me up james Stubbs and i did that last uh year it didn't go well for him but uh you oh. know never know we'll see maybe andre wants to jump in all are welcome he won't pay. All are welcome um i just listened to the podcast from today um kevin i need to ask you something man is adam a goofy white guy, or is he play the part of a goofy white guy? Between la- the last two episodes, I've been getting that vibe from him. Though I, wanna so I did like the um the chat you guys had with uh TK. um That was excellent. You know, that's why I love podcasts as opposed to radio or TV because you can't have that kind of conversation where like you're on a topic for like twenty minutes. You know what I'm saying? I like this phone call going twenty minutes. Just kidding. Alright, that's it. I right, hope you guys uh, continue this, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.
4: Yes, Fabian. Thanks so much. Yeah, that's uh, Kevin, one of the. of the advantages question. to having a podcast is we can go long form, and no one can tell us what to do. And, when and I
2: deleted talking. something from that podcast. What did you say? It was me. You deleted yourself? I'm not going to say it now. The hell? Come on, Adam. I'll tell you after the show. Did you say something racist? <laughs> I censored myself. Did you say something racist No, again? I didn't say... <laughs> You would have known if I said something racist, you would have called me out on it. Because this is true, because I always do. Now, to his question Are you is a goofy Adam, white guy or, or does just, Adam
4: play the part of a goofy white guy? This is the best question ever. It Pop is. Quiz, hot shot. Adam very much plays it up. Adam is not that goofy. Um, off no, yet. Ilo. No, this is, no, yeah. No,
2: Isaac is that. What you mean is Isaac is as corny. I'm down, right? I didn't go that far. No, TK just uh, said I got a quarter of a card going on. And now you're like, I'm playing up the goofy white card, or goofy white guy. Oh, just because you're playing up the goofy white guy card, don't I mean, like, you some hood, you know, some- I'm in! Uh, black, yo, black, yo, uh,
4: just a quarter, a quarter, a quarter black, y'all! Because yo. you could just be a standard white dude without being, like, a goofy white dude, too. Yeah. But there's two different, like, there's there's like there's a lot of levels to whiteness. You're you know right. what I mean? There's you're right. There's a lot of levels to it.
2: There's a few shades. So on the goofy
4: scale, like, you're not as far on the goofy scale- when the mic's not on, as you are when the mic is on, okay. I can pull back the curtain and tell the listeners. Well, I don't that really bit. talk that often when the mic's off. This is very. I don't think all. either of us do, to be honest yeah. with you. Um,
2: so. You got to pay us <laughs> for this greatness. <laughs> do, do you? Did that sound kind of G right there,
4: or no? <laughs> no, that sounded like that sounded like hey, Isaac me. trying to be hard, is what that was. The goofy Isaac trying to Where's be. Where's Big Joe Grande? Weekend barbecue. I saw a video. Joe Grande was doing something uh, with a couple of Losing his old weight? homies. I don't know if he can lose any more weight. Can't you have to change your name from Joe Grande? You know, if you're going, you can't do. Ain't, is that an actual final score? Ain't Big Joe Grande anymore. Jeez, sorry. Final score? What? The A's beat the Angels twenty-one to three. <laughs> so, I was like, Yo, that, I said that can't be real.
2: <laughs> was uh, boy, Bree really enjoyed that one, didn't sorry. you? <laughs> What's so funny, Bree? <laughs> Haven't you been to an Angels game? I thought you were a fan. Now
5: I'm not a fan of the Angels. Not? No.
6: Says
2: who? Okay. Well, how'd they lose that bad? Otani pitched with his UCL tear? (laughs) I don't know. I just looked at it. I was like, damn, that must be a typo. John Lackey (laughs) returned? He might have. Him or or Joe Blank. Mike Shosha said F it and he (laughs) took the mound? I guess so. Jesus. (laughs) Before I retire. (laughs) Tired of catching. Now I'm going to throw. Okay. Uh, We got some more calls here. Oh, if you want to challenge Fabian, Man City. I'm guessing they're in the EPL. Is that the soccer league we're talking yes, about? Yes, the EPL. Okay, Premier League soccer. So if you guys want to engage, by all means. Why is our show trying <laughs> to turn into a soccer show when no we idea. never talk soccer? But some of our fans love it. The only time we talked soccer was when
4: Jurgen Klinsmann got fired. I think that was the last time we talked about soccer, and we didn't qualify for the World Cup. Yeah, that, that was, was a
2: pretty quick conversation. They were, they were very fast shows. Didn't you know? make it. <laughs> we're out. Till next time. Bye, bye, bye. All right, so likes that drop. Yeah. Only reason I played it. There's your birthday gift. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we have?
8: So guys, David again, doubling up. Also, I want to to say, uh, you guys are both welcome to join me uh, at Venice anytime you guys want. I go twice a month. It's dope. I smoke a lot of weed. a lot of giant asses, all co- all shapes and colors. It's awesome. You guys are always welcome to join me. Alrighty.
4: Yeah, Fabian did hit me in the DMs last weekend or the week before, and I was like, oh yeah, there's a lot of... said, you like it out here right now. I'm like, why is that? <laughs> there's a lot of asses out here. In Venice? Yeah, in Venice.
7: The Lord is I mean, my shepherd. he know what I want.
4: You just can't make the trek just a little further, like 15, 20 minutes to Santa Monica. I knew there was weed there. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, Venice is cool. It's fine. They got the Muscle Beach.
2: Yes, Bree. Now, it's just a little...
6: My Venice gosh. is a little ghetto. Why don't I'm just guys saying. like to
5: drive. Like, just make the drive.
2: Not too ghetto for me. You know, off no. on the streets.
5: No, it's just, I'm, I'm
2: making black. the
4: drive. I mean, Venice Beach is right up the street from Santa Monica. They're not that far, but it's just, there's a stark difference. Okay. That's what okay. I'm saying. Venice is just. I've
5: never, I haven't been eaten either. I what?
2: just think no. it's. No. Come on, Brie. I, I wouldn't I even know. call it ghetto. It's just deadbeats everywhere. It's just loser burnout beach bumps. So there's also levels of ghetto. <laughs> you might see Petros there. And if I'm talking <laughs> about
4: levels of, when it comes to beach, I mean, yeah, they ain't a bunch of gangsters. They ain't people from the hood hanging out. They're people from the hood they ain't been to the beach. So it's kind of like if there were a hood of beaches, Venice would be that. Okay. So that's what I mean when I say Venice is ghetto compared to Santa Monica or
2: Malibu or something like that. Now, wait a second. Where's Petros from? San Pedro. They say it's they where is, the ghetto meets the beach. They is the ghetto say. meets the sand. I thought that was their official slogan. I don't think I that's they their, stood by. I don't that. think that's their official slogan. <laughs> the ghetto meets the sea, I think, is more correctly put.
1: English mother, do you speak it?
2: All right, we got more calls. Other than Fabian calling in every time, I think if not, he may disqualify himself. Too many entries. Way if he gets the entries. three calls here, he's out. Right? Yeah. Yes. You're out. Yes. All right. Let's see what we got next.
3: Hey fellas, it's James. I know with the, uh, Dodger season in full effect and the streak they're on, we're not going to get to this for probably a few weeks, but the, uh, crazy trade, uh, Pat Beverly, uh, rumors that are going around. I mean, I could see getting a first round pick for him, but I don't know about getting rid of him for anything less. If we're, you know, the Clippers are really trying to rebuild, then it's a good thing. Um, the Jimmy Butler kind of, you know, I want to get out there. Um, who really knows what these guys anymore are complaining about getting to cities and, you know, holding out or doing the uh, Carmelo, you know, I, I'm not going to play here anymore. I demand a trade here. Who knows how well that works for, you know, anybody in the long term. But we'll have to see about that and possibly add another player with the uh um, two cap faces. Hopefully you all had a good show and uh we'll uh, have a good weekend. Get drunk, Adam, as per usual because uh, Clipper season starting and you're not going to have time for it. All right, later.
4: Thank you, James. Yes, that we – well, I don't know if we want to rehash everything we talked about in the first segment, which um, involved yeah. Butler and pa- Pat Beverly show.
2: and all that stuff. So all of that was addressed earlier in the and show. And I'm practicing temperance. Thank you. Butch is over tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say – like, you snickered
4: when he said getting a first-round pick for Pat Beverly and I said Adam practiced temperance? Yeah. Well, uh, Adam's a comedian over there, aren't you? Not drinking, but yeah. funny, man. Thanks for
2: the call, James. Yeah. You're in the running. Who else? Let's see.
1: Hey, what up fam, it's AJ, I uh, want to give you guys a call. Uh, first off, uh, my I think I've called you guys before and let you know that my wife's from Cleveland, so uh, Browns are kind of my second team and obviously a pretty rough week. I think uh, Bree's going to have to send a, a nice uh, thank you card to Zane Gonzalez. Um, and then uh, on to my team, the Raiders, I mean, just awful, I don't know who did it worse. Um, I mean, just pathetic. I really don't know which loss is worse, but Gruden and Hugh Jackson should clearly both be fired. Gruden just making terrible decisions personnel-wise and uh trades Mac and talks about we need pass rush. It's just, it's unreal. You can't make it up. Anyways, uh looks like the Dodgers are getting hot at the right time, sweeping the Rockies. I think they're clicking. They're looking good. Um, I'm moving to Austin next week. Want to let you guys know that, so I'll represent the FNA Army in Texas. I'll continue to listen and pod, um, but uh, just wanted to thank you guys for everything you do. Love the show. Thanks.
2: Appreciate it, AJ. You know what? I think we should thank AJ. He's the winner. Yeah. yeah. winning. Yeah. yeah. We got the song. Coming oh. your way. Oh, it's on Fox. <laughs> it just came on after X-Men and Batman the Animated Series. Ooh, and this was of. in stereo, Dolby. It was. Prologic. Just set it at the bottom of the... <laughs> it really did sound good. I don't good. know
4: which was better, though, because those are all pretty damn good. Heavy X-Men, hitters. the Batman, before they had the Batman-Superman combine, that's when it got kind of... Right. Loose.
2: The Batman, the animated series on Fox was right. different than Batman when it went to the WB. Right. And then Robin was more well, small bro- Robin? It was a young was Robin. Little.
4: Well, it was the young Robin because the old... Nightwing? Nightwing had already grown up and got grown man status at that
6: point.
2: Young Robin, I think, dies in the comic and or in the the comic or... and then
4: one of the movie spinoffs. Yes, he does die. Sorry, Grayson. Yeah, well, I guess and it's not it was, Grayson. And it was, I think, Nightwing who killed him? Why would Nightwing do that?
2: I don't remember. I was the cooler Robin. A F you, you You're dead
4: something like batarang that
2: batarang coming to your head yeah <laughs> something like that congrats AJ you won the Spider-Man PlayStation 4 code which means you'll have to get in contact with me on Twitter I guess
4: mm-hmm. at follow out of me yeah it's where you can find him he's so, at thank-
2: Kfig1 thanks for the call AJ yeah. you sucked up just good enough at the end of that call <laughs> talking about representing us in Texas even though I think James Stubbs is already there mm-hmm. that's cool Texas is a big state it is and I love
4: Austin I was in Austin last uh, last spring have some torchies Tacos for me. All it's your good. exes
2: live in Texas. Live in Texas, yes. Only yeah. one of them. Have a Whataburger. Yeah. Pretty yeah. good. I don't know if it's good in, as good as In-N-Out, but uh, pretty like good. In-N-Out's overrated. There's a lot of stuff that's better than
6: In-N-Out. I know, that's you a different don't conversation like In-N-Out Out Burger, day, and I know so, why you, you don't, know don't
2: like why. In-N-Out Burger. Why don't I like In-N-Out Burger, I mean, Because <laughs> as soon as you pulled up to the drive-thru, they turned off the menu light. <laughs>
3: It was a good burgers, Walter. And
2: that we, may be one reason why I don't like at least that particular In-N-Out burger. You thought burger. they saw your face on video, mm-hmm. and they said, "Oh, we're not serving this person here." Yep. It was a
3: good burgers, Walter.
2: I think it's very possible. Maybe they saw me, since I got a quarter card. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so.
3: <laughs> Maybe
4: that's so, wait, my, it is.
2: my wholeness
4: and your quarter—that's that's just too much for us. That's overwhelming. If it was just me, okay, they can take it. Tommy's
2: wait, took us in. Your quarter in there. Yeah. Tommy saved us that night. And I'm not talking about the Green Ranger. No. I'm talking about the best chili oh, in America, which you, is at Tommy's Burgers. You would be so lucky if Tommy the Green Ranger saved you. <sighs> he could save me. Okay, <laughs> you wanna save a hoe, Tommy? Jason Frank? <laughs> yeah. Right here. Let me touch the dragon dagger. I'm sorry? It's his little flute thing. Oh, okay. It's a just weapon ma- too. Just
4: making sure. I didn't know I'll touch you... the crooked sword, I'll I, do I, anything. I didn't know what you meant. That's not Exactly. Soul. On that. Thanks to TK Trinidad, by the way, for joining us a little earlier this segment with our entertainment news. Thank you, TK. Yeah, and our friend Kirk Morrison at Kirk Morrison. Been a long time since Kirk has been on. He's back. Yeah, and he says he'll join us whenever, which makes us feel great. The
2: Rams look to be a contender this year, as we expected. He might be feet on the ground at the Super Bowl down in Atlanta. Chargers-Rams-Super Bowl. That's what this week's a preview of, right?
4: Maybe Kirk can peek behind the curtain and see who's going to be the special guest with Maroon 5. Yeah, he'll let us know who will be headlining or you know the secret guest. There's always some secret guest that pops up, even though we always know like a week in advance.
2: Taylor Swift in the shark suit, secret guest. It wasn't really her. No, if it was her, she would have stabbed
4: Katy Perry. That's what it was. Shark was too thick. Yeah, yeah. If it was was actually her, she would have. The shark would have tried to eat Katy Perry, and that didn't happen. So, (laughs) like Russell Brand did.
2: Well, I don't don't know. I I, I don't. Orlando Bloom. Don't even Uh, know. Uh, at is well, where you can find me. She had her dessert stuff in that on one video. Twitter. She had the whipped cream on her nipples. Can... <laughs> California girls. Yeah, this is true with Snoop. Not the Beach Boys one. Yeah. Yes.
4: I like that video. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> at KFig1 is where you can find me on Twitter. There was you re- could find more cake in that video than Adam, it's normally on her face. At Follow Adam A. At Brie Denise 26 Brie's in studio today. Thanks for coming in, Brie. Thanks,
5: guys, for having me. It's always
4: fun having you in.
5: It's been a while, so, yeah, you know. It has.
4: I had to stop by. Good news for Bree, by the way. She got herself a new job, by the way. So congratulations for that. Yeah, she's all right. I'm, I'm gonna hit you up for a loan pretty soon, though. I'm, I'm dead serious. Cause, <laughs> thank you,
5: thank you. Because Bree's
4: about to be doing her thing. She gonna come dressed like Dolomite one day, dressed like a giant <laughs> pimp, with a cane and everything, out there making
5: money.
4: Of yeah, doing her thing. So I'm mad at you, Bree. Congratulations you, on the thank new gig. Mustard jumpsuit. No. Now we're not gonna lose you here, are we? No. You sure?
5: No, but that's why I wanted to come and like at least say hi, so you guys remember who I am, because I'm probably gonna be in Orange County more. So so. I thought you were coming I we're to say forget. Yeah, I thought you was
4: coming to say Completely. bye, bitches. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and like just I, I just, I have, I don't want to be like forgotten, and I don't want F and A Army to forget me either. You know my voice and stuff. You know. Yeah, yes. It's very memorable. You guys should tell
2: her happy birthday on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. She really likes that. No. <laughs> the birthday week is still in effect. Still counts. It's okay, better than TK's birthday season. Ben Maller told me happy birthday.
5: Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That was amazing. I was so
6: excited.
2: <laughs> you acted like yeah. I was telling a story out of school there. Right. <laughs> I mean. Everyone ben, saw it.
4: It's on Twitter, right? Ben, ben Maller, Maller never told me happy birthday. <gasps> and I think I may have saw Ben Maller on my birthday. I might. It's very possible I that can I see I did. you guys
2: eating cake on your the, birthday. Hey, I
4: th- eat this. All right. He's nuts. We'll, we'll talk to you guys <laughs> next week. Sorry. (laughs) Thanks for listening to another edition of the FNA Podcast. We'll talk to you guys next week. Have a good weekend.
7: Game over, man. Game over.